Guys, the time we've waited for is finally here. Tomorrow, February 1st, my wife, Leanne Kreischer's podcast, Wife of the Party, comes out across all platforms. Find it, rate, review, and subscribe. I love her more than I love anything in this world. And if you love me, you will do me a solid and give her podcast a shot. My wife's podcast, Wife of the Party, is out February 1st, Thursday. I hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, brand new podcast. Ho ho, ho ho. It's a good one. I wanted to have Sean Patton on my podcast for a very long time. Who's Sean Patton? Sean Patton was the guy that just left that you missed. Yeah, I, well, duh, that's why I'm asking. Sean Patton's a comedian, uh, born in New, or- New Orleans, uh, and I thought it very... New Orleans. Re- New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. I thought, you know, considering all the hateful things my friend Tom Segura said about Louisiana, Aww. I thought that it was only fitting to let them speak their side of the case. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did he not talk about no, being from Louisiana? No, he thought it was ridiculous that anyone got upset by it. And by the way, Tom sold out two theater nights. He's going to end up doing a string of nights in New Orleans. Uh, it's like fucking three months out and they're already sold out. Yeah. So, uh, Everybody but yeah, but Sean is from New Orleans, uh, moved out to LA early, then moved out to New York. But he's one of the guys that I saw, I saw him, I, t- I think I talked to him about this on the podcast a bit. I saw him in Montreal a few years ago and uh, I think I was a little lost in stand-up at the time. I didn't know my place in stand-up. I didn't know what I was doing. And uh, I saw him on Ari Shafir's storytelling show and he was so fucking engaging like you you he drew you in the second he started talking such a great comedian such an amazing performer he really embodies a lot of what new orleans is about that bigger than life personality that larger than life personality mm-hmm. I mean, he really does fill a room when he comes in it that's cool I and i was met him. i was blown away by him when i first saw him and i've been i became friends with him and i started hanging out with him uh when we do festivals or we'd be in the same city we'd go have a drink and a cocktail and uh so i was really excited to have him on the podcast that's awesome yeah yeah we'll talk about him uh, barely a little bit more I barely? Guess that's, well, well i don't really know him so well, I, no no i mean at the end of the podcast when i go ladies and gentlemen ladies and Sean gentlemen Patton. Patton. but uh we we have a great we have a great conversation about um joining boot camp boot camp yeah like for working out nope for the what do you mean for the marines who's joining boot camp for the marines he is uh, oh bullshit ari shafir tom you are not big j okerson big j okerson mark normand joe list uh i think donnell rollins maybe or or possibly wait a minute where did you come up with this list of people coming up with it right now like we talked about it on the podcast. No, but wait, you've already talked We've to all talked, these people. You've no, talked to Donnell. I just sent a text to everyone asking if they would join boot camp with me. Like eight weeks? How long is it? Three weeks. It's an abridged version. Oh, it's only three weeks? At three weeks. We go to Paris Island and we live together for Shut three weeks for up. a month. And who's filming this? Because this I don't should know. be I'm going to try to sell it to Netflix or sell it to boot Hulu camp. or sell it to someone, right? And do do... An entire season. Unless someone hears this and totally steals it. And How are they going to get you? the fucking comics? The I comics know. know I came up with the idea. Mm-hmm. I just texted everyone. And they can do it with other comics, but they're not going to be as good. I mean... Do you think all those comics would really do that? Yeah. And here's the deal. Yeah, but it's, it's a little more complicated than this. Oh, okay. Why? But, I mean, because it's going to cost a lot of money because you're going to yeah, ask no everyone shit. to be off the road for three weeks. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think I think we're all most of us are at places where we're either uh 
in the beginning of a very interesting career, in the middle of a very interesting career, or a little bit in a middle midlife crisis? Past the interesting part of your career? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's none of us in that list. But uh, no, I but don't. it would be a really interesting thing to watch us all kind of lose our ego and lose our humility and not we're guys that all make decisions we we decide what we do and to have that freedom taken away from us to watch that fucking happen i don't know if you would make it through boot camp because of that not because of the physical no not because the physical stuff but because of the compliance i have a hard time with people telling me what to do by the way Uh, every single person i just named uh has a hard time You'll hear us talk about this more on the podcast. Okay, good. But uh, That's very interesting. Yeah, but I, I just texted my managers and agents and tried to see if they could set up a quick pitch so we could sell it and get all these guys going and get uh, to boot camp. Nice. And then the next uh, the next, uh, the next, next season, well, we talk about this on the podcast, so I don't okay, want to spoil good. it, but okay, we, uh, no we planned out all five seasons. Oh, good. Um, one time we're going to space. So uh, One time what? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Didn't say it. You're going to space? This podcast is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Hiring? Every business needs great people and a better way to find them. Something better than posting your jobs online and just praying for the right people to see it. ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way to do this, so they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply for your job. These invitations have been revolutionized on how you find the next hire. In fact, 80% of the employees who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate through the site in just one day. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. It even spotlights the strongest applications you receive so you never miss a great match. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you fucking find them. Amen, brother. Amen, ZipRecruiter. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BirdCast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash BirdCast. B-E-R-T-C-A-S-T. ZipRecruiter.com slash BirdCast. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. <laughs> God, I love that read. You There's do? something really beautiful about when they tell you, hey, man, these, these are the things we'd like you to talk about. Yeah. Some reads are a little harder for me. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Like, I, like when we, I love, like, okay, I'll show you a very easy one that is easy for me because you're here, uh-huh. but I would have a very hard time doing this read. Because I'm going to talk about it. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Oh. Yep. I love Squarespace. I know you do. I'm about to build my own website tomorrow. Really? Yeah, for my podcast on Squarespace. Really? Yeah, I'm going to build it tomorrow. And your podcast comes out when? Thursday. Oh, well, we'll, put, we'll, we'll say that again towards the February end of this 1st. intro read. Just saying. Just so that people will listen to it. I'm a little nervous. So tell me about building the website. You are not technologically advanced. I am, uh, I am not technologically advanced. I am the opposite of that. I don't even have a Twitter that I run. I don't have my own Twitter. Uh, I barely get on Facebook. I'm barely on Instagram. I don't even know how to make an Instagram story. But I built your website using Squarespace's templates. It, it was the easiest thing. It was one of the easiest things I've ever done. It's super. Um, it's super intuitive. Like it just you, like all the steps you need yeah. to make this happen are there. They've so basically, if you have a out. cool idea, you can turn it into a website. Super easy. So Leanne has yes. a cool idea. Her cool idea is her podcast, Wife of the Party, that comes out tomorrow. Right. It comes out Thursday. Thursday, yeah. February 1st. Yeah. 
And so it'll come out every Thursday. And Leanne had this idea. And very simply, she turned this idea into a real fucking thing by going to Squarespace. She also took my website, which was already up and running, revamped it, restylized it, and increased our business by what would you say? Oh, by at least, I think it, we, our sales went up probably 75%, no joke. And it was just because the functionality of the site was so much cleaner. Their templates are very clean and they're very streamlined and simple. They just keep everything really simple, including the way that you build the website. It's really simple. It's very easy. You can do it yourself and you can make your website stand out because you're doing it yourself. You know what you like. They've got 27, 24-7 award-winning customer service support. So if you have any problems, they're there 24-7. And they're amazing because with the commerce portion, I had some questions because there was a little bit above my pay grade and I called them and they were amazing. They were so helpful. Yeah, and it's a beautiful template created by world-class designers. Powerful e-commerce functionally lets you sell anything online. And like Leanne is saying, we are selling so much more merch at BurtBurtBurt.com. We are. The hoodies are selling out Thursdays at shows. And the posters. And then people are going online and buying them. People are going by. I do posters for every tour date I do. People are buying posters at every tour date. Uh, at the, from the tour dates on the past, and they weren't doing that before. This no. this was this Squarespace has really changed our business, and that's no joke. That's no lie. Here's the deal. Head to or go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code BERTCAST to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com. Enter the code BERTCAST. You guys got that? It's changed our business for real. Let it change yours. Let it change yours. Ooh, I think... Nice. I'm going to add that to the copy. (laughs) Uh, This podcast is also brought to you by, and once again, this would be a hard read for me, but it's simple because my wife's here. Uh, It's brought to you by Sherry's Berries and... Pro Flowers. Pro Flowers. Mm -hmm. Now... We've had Sherry's Berries as a sponsor before. Mm-hmm. There's no, their berries are fucking delicious. The berries are huge. They are perfectly ripe. They are, they come in beautiful packaging. White chocolate, chocolate with nuts on it, chocolate with, uh, with white straw, I and mean, they're really gorgeous. They're beautiful, and Sherry's Berries does more than berries. They do like chocolate dip pretzels and and a lot of other uh, yummy treats that you can have delivered. It's not just berries; they have a lot of great things available on their website. And this, like, there's I'm going to read some of their talking points because it's important. But here's the thing that I think about this: it's no brainer. You listen to the yeah. podcast, you're thinking to yourself, "Shit, I got Valentine's Day coming up. Fuck, I got to get in front of this." Right now. Do it right now. But the thing is, they've teamed up with Pro Flowers, so you can f- send flowers. By the way, Pro Flowers. chocolate covered strawberries. Pro, you can send a, a mashup of Pro Flowers and the Sherry's Berries. And listen, chances are your chick doesn't listen to a podcast. You're going to look like a really out-of-the-box thinker. Yeah, you will. Getting ahead of it and being like, yo, what did you think? Did it get there? Did you get like it? She, she doesn't know that you were just listening to a podcast, and you were like, oh, shit. And you flipped on your phone, and you went in, and you did the promo code. Here's the deal. We also, we've been using... Pro Flowers for the past two years. Uh, two years? How long? Forever. How I've long? been using uh, probably, no joke, probably the last 10 years. So I've been ordering flowers from Pro Flowers. Pro Flowers doesn't need to be just during Valentine's Day. No. What Leanne does is Leanne does it for my manager, Judy, and she sends her flowers every month. Yes. So every month, Judy gets a, a new set of flowers through Pro Flowers, and we do that right. every month. You also did it for Granny. 
Your grandmother? Our two living grandmothers get flowers for every holiday. I order them through Pro, Pro Flowers. And the reason I like Pro Flowers uh, over than like a better than, you know, like a local florist or even some of the other delivery services is that Pro Flowers flowers come directly from the grower. So they literally cut the flower, package them and send them. And when they arrive at your house, the flowers haven't opened yet. So they usually last a lot longer than if you buy a flower arrangement or most other other flower floral delivery services. That's why I like them because my grandmother's like, I've had this bouquet for two full weeks and they're still beautiful. And it's nice. You can just pick your date. And then it's guaranteed to be delivered on that date. Yes. Here's what you need to know. Sherry's Berries and Poe Flowers have teamed up to really impress your Valentines. To really impress your Valentine. I forget that's what they're called. A Valentine. Are you my Valentine? Yes. This year with their perfectly paired collection. Go ahead and think inside the box this Valentine's Day. This really is a one-of-a-kind gift. Your dipped strawberries and flowers will arrive together in a beautifully, specifically designed box that will keep your berries cold and your flowers fresh, guaranteed. Right now, my listeners can save 20%. Dude, forget that. The fact that it's 20% is added on. The fact that you can do this and kill two birds with one stone is why this is genius. Right now, my listeners can save 20% on one on any one of their perfectly paired combinations or any other gift over $29 by simply using my promo code BERT, B-E-R-T. Let me say that one more time. My listeners can save 20% on any one of their perfectly paired combinations or any gift over $29 with my promo code BERT, B-E-R-T. We got... we. But where so, do they go? B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com? Isn't that right? Oh, here's the call to I read the wrong call to action. Okay, yeah, well, I did it. But here's the deal. There's only one way to get 20% off a perfectly paired gift over $29 free featuring freshly dipped strawberries from Cherries, Berries, <laughs> and Beautiful Flowers, Blooms from Poe Flowers. Let me read that again, guys. There's only one way to get 20% off a perfectly paired gift over $29 featuring freshly dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries and beautiful blooms from Pro Flowers. Visit berries, B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com. Spell out the word, Bert. Berries, B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com today and enter my promo code Bert at checkout. That's berries. B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com using my promo code BERT. That's B-E-R-T. Dude, Valentine's Day is done. You don't have to worry about it. We just got the flowers and the berries. Obviously, you know, if they're going to be a sponsor, they send us the stuff. And uh, it was in our front. It was on our front door it was placed properly so that the flowers are upright i opened it properly the berries had a pack of ice on top of them they were ice cold not too cold but ice cold uh opened it up flowers were ready to go little stuff to sprinkle in nice little vase all wrapped up perfectly bro hit a home run this valentine's day go to berries dot com, and use the promo code bert b-e-r-t i love you i love you speaking of loving when a sponsor drops off their product at our house yep we're getting that tonight too blue apron hey, is also a sponsor of this podcast look i don't even really need to do this really. i know right you know exactly what the fuck i, feel, I think about yeah. this product this is my maybe 
changed our lives. I've said, I've said, if you're listening yeah. to this for the first time, I will tell you right now, it has changed our lives. We, I'm on the road a lot. So my three days home, my four days home are pretty important to me. And I try to cram in a lot and it's hard. It's hard because the girls have homeworks. The girls are in piano. The girls play tennis. The girls do softball and I'm doing podcasts. It, it's complicated. The one time we guarantee we are together is when we sit down and eat a blue apron. Yep. I've talked about Blue Apron ad nauseum to the point where Stanhope mocks me about it. Hmm. But I love it because it is fantastic meals, fresh, cheap. When I say cheap, I mean every meal is under $10 per person and they're delivered right to your door and you can make them in under 45 minutes or less and you then sit down with your entire family and have a great dinner. And they're delicious. And they're absolutely delicious. And you don't have to think about what you're doing for dinner. Yeah. You don't have to think about it. That's the that's the big draw for me is that I don't even I know I have two meals a week covered. Leanne will come out of the garage. We got short rib burgers with hoppy cheddar sauce on a pretzel bun. Either that or seared steak and Thai pan sauce with mashed potatoes, green beans, and crispy shallots. I can make it all in under forty five minutes without a trip to the grocery store. Did you know that, Bert? And then I go, no. She goes, oh, yeah. It came from Blue Apron, the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service mm. in the country. I go, seriously, Ann? She's like, yeah. Do you know their mission is to make incredible home-cooked meals accessible for everyone? I'm like, get the fuck out of here. She goes, no. They achieved this by supporting more sustainable food systems, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. I'm like, get how many fucking meals? How many fucking meals? She goes, good question, Bert. They offer three field meal plans, two-person meal plan a family meal plan and a wine meal plan get the fuck out of here do you like this character thing i'm doing yeah she does oddly has no southern accent so how i god damn it bird they got uh, meals that serve two people choose from eight recipes per week and these is new recipes with the choice to receive either two or three recipes any week. But ain't, they ain't got no squirrel or raccoon. No, no, ain't got no biscuit squirrel gravy. No. Or you could do the family meal plan. You know what we call family? Boyfriends and girlfriends. Oh, God. Meals that serve four people. Just choose from four new recipes each week. Uh-huh. With the choice to receive two, three, or four recipes any week. Uh-huh. Or you can do the wine plan. I you know what we call that? Muscadine homemade wine. Oh, Six God. bottles yeah. of wine from renowned winemakers deliver monthly just after we get the check from the state and make sure we ain't oh, pregnant. Bert, that was bad. <laughs> that was really shitty. Hey, uh, for real, I wish I hadn't done it in that accent because... Uh, this I'm not mocking this. It is uh, really, truly something we believe in. We do the yeah. family meal plan, and we get uh, brand new recipes every week. If you're a single person, try the two-person meal plan. Make one, then make one for lunch. They're healthy, and 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 they're fresh, and the the and all they're the delicious. They're delicious. We love it. It's a way not to they're, have wars. Oh, uh, I don't know about that, but it's definitely a great definitely. way to have a a wonderful meal uh, every uh, twice a week. Yeah, we love it. We literally yeah. sit down, uh, start our blue apron, and say, uh, first of all, what do you girls think about it? And mm-hmm. the girls are pretty honest. Only a handful of times have they ever said, it's not my favorite. Not many. Not many. Uh, by but the way, they don't Isla, ever say, I don't what, like it. You know it. what Isla said last night? What? I want the blue apron burger. I said, yeah. well, I'll just make you a burger. She that- goes, Dad, I want the one blue apron makes. I was like, I, and then I, I was like, maybe I was uh, their cheese. She was like, no, you're doing it wrong. It's because they fry their buns. 
Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, they skillet fry the bun. Because I didn't know she had that question till just now. Oh, is that who's doing that accent? Oh, Was that Bernie? Hey, uh, here's the deal. Uh, they're high quality. They're flexible. They're convenient. Lots of variety. Relatable and real. Oh, that's my style. I'm supposed to use. I think I've already done that. The call to action is this: Blue Apron is treating Burtcast listeners to thirty dollars off your first order if you visit blueapron.com/burtcast. So check out this week's menu and get $30 off Blue Apron at blueapron.com slash BurtCast. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Here's the deal. Here's what we got coming up. You ready? Soy glazed Korean rice cakes with broccoli and soft boiled eggs. Are you shitting me? Oh, boy. Uh, can I tell you something, Blue Apron? I will now how to make a, know how to make a soft boiled egg. I've been, ru- I've been doing it so poorly because all the diff- you have different people are telling you how to make it different ways online. Blue Apron will tell us how to make a soft boiled egg. Yeah, to be real. right. Yep. I'm going to be making 10 of those. Cream fuslini buscati. What? Bucati pasta with fried rosemary and walnuts. That looks really good. Fusilli pasta? That's it. Spiced chicken and stir fried vegetables with jasmine rice. Uh Uh-huh. And then this one. Strip steak with potatoes and spicy maple collard greens. Na, 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 na. Thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart to all our sponsors. Yes. All of our sponsors have affected us in one way or another, and it's made my life so much easier. And we really only have sponsors that we really use. Yeah, we don't fucks. And believe with, uh, in. We got some sponsors coming down the line, too, that are going to oh be God. really fun to use. Yes, indeed. Um, tour dates. I mean, Charlotte. That's the one I want you to go to. Charlotte, North Carolina at the Comedy Zone. Uh, February 15th to 17th, I think. Uh, and just added uh, the Crowfoot Lounge in Detroit, or uh, Pontiac, Michigan, February 8th. Indianapolis, the 9th and 10th. And uh, and that's it. And then find me in March. I'll tell you more about this in March. Um, Go to vertbertbert.com and buy a t-shirt, hoodie, uh, beanie, poster. Yep. And by the way, big announcement. And I've said it earlier. I'll oh say God. it again. Leanne's podcast, oh, Wife know. of the Party, comes out tomorrow. Please check it out. Leanne's podcast, Wife of the Party, comes out tomorrow, February Thursday, 1st. February 1st. Check it out, download it, rate and review, subscribe. Oh, that makes me nervous. Shut up, Leanne. Rate, review, and subscribe, please. That makes me really nervous. Nope, Leanne. Rate, review, and subscribe. By the way, just give her five stars. And no. then just be like, and just be like, uh, oh my God, I can barely understand her accent. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Wait till Sandy's on. Then oh well, yeah, that's going to be insane. Doing Friday. Um, so Leanne's podcast, Wife of the Party, comes out tomorrow on iTunes, on Laughable, across all platforms. Subscribe, rate, and review. Ladies and gentlemen, today's guest, Sean Patton. Yeah, it's uh, it, all the lumber was reclaimed and uh, and uh, we could have never afforded it. We could have never afforded this man cave. It was a it was such a blessing. The day after it was built, I had done Leno. I flew out or Letterman. I flew out to do Letterman. It, it, okay. it was it was finished yeah. on a Wednesday. I went out and recorded uh, an episode of a TV show on David Letterman. Thursday, and then flew out to New York and did Letterman on Friday, yeah. and came back Saturday morning, and I was having coffee in here with the Letterman cup that I had used, and I thought. This is like I'm the luckiest guy in the world. And like, you're you're waiting for someone to come in and go, All right, that's your time. Get out. Travel Channel called that night and <clears> said <throat> the T V show had been canceled. Ah <laughs> so you also got the- <laughs>
if that affected you at all, you <laughs> seem to have gotten over it. I got over it. Well, it's so funny. They, they ended up giving me a deal right after that. And then I shot four more years of Travel Channel. And then yeah. they ended up picking up the show that they had canceled. They're like, we want to do more of them. And they did more of them. And we did another season of that. And then, and then they fired me for real. Oh, so not okay. So you only got you got good bad news here. So, yeah, well, bad ultimately, good. yeah, yeah. Seven years. I was at the network. Seven years. I still watch them. And they say the best place to receive news of any kind is in a barn-like setting. <laughs> the wood soaks in yeah. your excitement or your pain or your exasperation or your it would exhilaration. Be, it would be cool if you could uh, smoke some. I've been smoking a lot of marijuana lately. I just started smoking weed again. Really? Is it because of Sam? Be, no, it's because no, it's because of Ari. It's because of Ari. Uh, Ari, oh yeah. Was, oh, how yeah. was Vale? Oh, fantastic. Tell me about Vale. Did you know a few things? A, if you look uh, look on my Instagram or Ari's Instagram, you see what he was wearing. Yeah, where did he get that? Uh, I'm gonna guess Shinesty. I, I he text he tweeted some shit before he got kicked off Twitter, which by the way apparently is all your fault. Those are they. Those are they right there. <laughs> yeah. Those are the albums right there. Oh really? Yeah, those are the <laughs> albums. Oh, can we can we throw them into the pool? No. I'm I'm saving them for a very them? special promo. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, for those of you who don't know, yeah, Ari. Please. Okay, Ari's a child. He's a fucking child. So he travels like a child. He's a 45-year-old man, and he travels like he's staying at a hostel yeah, yeah, in yeah. youthful exuberance with a receding hairline. Sleeps in barns in Asia crown. and shit. Yeah. yeah, and so he travels with a backpack, mm-hmm. one pair of shoes, three pairs of shocks, uh, one pair of pants, one pair of shorts, a bathing suit, two T-shirts. It's very compact. Well, you know what's really funny is uh, doing all the shows with him in Denver, right before Vail, I, I got to kind of see the spectrum of Ari, the Ari Shafir fan base. Yeah. And it's great because they're either like, you know, fucking beautiful bohemians, man, just looking for the right wavelength to live this life on. Or they're like, starting over. You know what I mean, bro? <laughs> starting over, judge drop the charges. I see my kids now once a month and I just want a new outlet on life. And your stories make me realize that we're all human, brother. Here's some fucking Ari's, Here's some PCP <laughs> Ari's, Ari's It's so funny Because I would argue That Ari, Tom, myself mm-hmm. All share the same fan base So then yeah Maybe you're Except there are Overlappings mm-hmm. Where like I will have fans Come up to me And they're like Hey man uh, I really don't understand Why you like Ari <laughs> Really? <laughs> and I go are you, are you serious? And like He is a hateful human being <laughs> And I go Because he does stuff That yeah, yeah. provokes Like he Like on uh, on Veterans Day He posted a video A picture of uh, Marines torching a Vietnamese village and said, "Thank you for your service." Exactly. Yeah. He loves doing that. He shit. needs to stoke. He needs to for quote uh, stoke the fire, if yeah. you will. And then Tom's fans are not; they're loyal to a fault. Like they're loyal to like, like I always say that Tom's fans are the ones that started the "Bird is Fat" campaign. Yeah. And I've met them, and they're the guys that set up uh, Bert, Burnt Chrysler, Burnt. Crimbles or whatever they call me, yeah. they set up fake web pages and then assault me all day long. Love it, and then they're like, "We're best friends, right?" And I'm like, "You know, you hurt my feelings sometimes." Yeah. And then I don't know what my my fans are like. Just in the middle, they're all the. I think they're the the better of the two yeah, yeah, groups. Yeah. But I, but it's so funny when we all hang out to see the kind of people that oh that yeah cross over. Well, but, I mean, fucking people have been hitting me up. Being like, are you are you offended by what Segura said in his recent special about like what the building a wall around Louise? No, 
He's not a hundred percent wrong. There's parts of Louisiana you need to build. Like, should not let those like growing. I I grew up in Louisiana for people that don't know. But it's also like, who gives a shit? Yeah. That wall will keep fuckers from Ohio out. Boom, take that, Segura. <laughs> By the way, Ohio is a great state. I'm just I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh, but that's the thing. He sold out two theaters in uh, New Orleans. In yeah. New Orleans, and I literally said, uh, I think I'm doing my special at the end of the month, and I'm gonna be like. Suck my dick, New York. I fucking hate you. Yeah. I'll be there next month. <laughs> yeah, see you there. But it's like it's a it's a fucking it's it's a, an annoying thing when people like try to start wars between. I think people yeah. try to do that. Oh, the, oh, of they course. They try to start beef between comics. There it's like, a, dude, Tommy, it's a funny joke. Dude, there was a guy, uh, and he, I know he's listening because he listens to my podcast, mm-hmm. and he direct messaged me and apologized. But he was like, "Yo, Jeff Ross, Bert Kreischer's talking shit about you on this podcast," Jesus and I Christ. wasn't. That's the thing that's so frustrating is that Jeff will never listen to that. Yeah. All he sees is that I'm talking shit about him, and I'm not. I was simply saying I want to go to one of his parties. Like, he throws these great parties, and they're, like, awesome parties. And Ari's like, why don't you just go? I go, I can't go. I have kids. I can't just show up with kids to Jeff's party where it's all (laughs) a bunch of young, beautiful people Mm. all having half naked in the pool. Where it's a bunch of slightly older kids. Yeah. (laughs) Slightly older kids. (laughs) Just beautiful bodies. (laughs) And and I go, and everyone's smoking pot, and people, you know and I go, I can't bring my kids up there. That's all I said. And this guy who directs messaged me like, by the way, I didn't mean to start all that shit between you and Jeff. I go, then you shouldn't have said anything. Because Jeff was like, I think he was like, what the fuck? And uh, I never yeah. said anything bad. But I hate people who start fights, who go in and go, hey, man, he was talking shit about you. You're like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah, okay, bud. Thanks. Thanks, man. What do you do in your life Dude, that you need to just go, ooh. Yeah, and no one ever, no one ever fucking, you never follow up and listen to the thing. You just go, what the fuck? And then you run into them at the store and you're like, dude, what did I do to you? And they're like, nothing. I didn't say anything. So it's, it. Yeah. But, but anyway, you um, wanna, so Ari, you- Ari travels like a child. So we go oh, to, yeah, yeah. we go to New Orleans and he buys, he's buys these vinyl records. Cause that's what Which people are right there that are as old as he is, but as want to be young do. They buy vinyls. For a guy who travels so light, he buys the bulkiest form of music. <laughs> yeah, the like, bulkiest yeah, form of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he buys this uh, this uh, high end honey that he likes to put in his tea because he only drinks tea. And then, and then of course, at the end of the week, he's like, "Hey, can you put this stuff in your bag for me?" Because <laughs> he can't. Because his his ideals won't fit in his bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All his ideals won't fit in the one bag that his ideals should fit in. I've got too many uh, pairs of wash by hand underwear. <laughs> Yeah. So, You're only so, supposed to have one pair of those, Ari. That's the whole point. No, I've got six. <laughs> and, then, and then we get to New York, and I forget to give him his albums. And so then he says, joking, I, I go, hey, I'm really enjoying these albums, Ari, on Twitter. And he's like, I will kill you. I will kill your whole family. Yeah. I will home invade and kill your family. And Twitter was like, that's one too many, Mr. Shafir. And they kicked him off Twitter. I felt Jeez. bad because he was joking. Yeah. But And I was I reached out to Twitter and was like, hey, that, it was, that was a joke. But I guess it's not his first offense, he said. So uh, Also, when you don't follow anyone, but you've got thousands of followers. Yeah. It probably is the Twitter people being like, wait, what? Is, this guy might be a dick. And, and no. And you know what? Hmm. They tried to verify him 
early and he on. Turned it on. And he turned it down because because it's once again this is the art. And look, I respect Ari's ideals. They are goofy to me that he doesn't that he thinks that buying owning a house is a scam. Like Ari's yeah. idea is that a mortgage is some sort of scam by the man. Like, <laughs> and, but but I, I they make me giggle. But I respect his ideals. But his ideals are fucked up. Like yeah. Twitter was like, we'd like to verify you so that you're a celebrity, so that we can you know take care of you if something happens. We can talk to you personally. And Ari's like, no, no. How do you know I'm Ari Shavir? How do you know I'm Ari Shavir? How this verification <laughs> stupid. It's just uh, people wanting to be famous. I don't want to be famous. I want to be a comedian. Don't, don't verify me. And how do he, I know I'm Ari Shavir? I don't even know. I can't I, prove that I'm me. You don't know that I'm Ari Shavir. <laughs> yeah. And then and then they, <laughs> and he texted me. He goes, I guess I should have taken that verification. Yeah, <laughs> and he did the same thing on Instagram. Is why he can't post picture or links to the uh, to his shows. Yeah. I was like showing him one day. I was like, yeah. I go these links when you put like a swipe up in your stories. I go, look, 380 people clicked that link. That's 380 people bought tickets. That's an yeah. easy way to sell tickets, yeah. to let everyone know where you are. And he's like, I want to do that. How come I can't do that? It's because he snubbed his nose at Instagram, too. Yeah, exactly. And now, and then Instagram pulled when he shipped blood the other day. Did you see that picture? Jesus Christ. Seriously? Oh, my God. I go, Ari, are you trying to get kicked off Instagram, too? He posted a picture of shit and so much blood in the toilet by the way he you had stayed with him i'm certain he had done the same thing to you that he did with me because uh. when we were in atlanta he'd walk out of the bedroom and go i think you guys would be shocked at how much blood i shit and we were like oh how bad can it be he's like it's pretty bad it's pretty aggressive really dude did you see the picture of no the- i didn't i'm gonna text please him and just text it to me get it get it up i'd like to see how much blood it is shit. it it'll From alarm what? Wait, you is that should we be concerned no. No? No. I mean, he did spend... I'm in perfect health. I'm yeah, in perfect fine, health. Fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah. How do you know, Ari? I just do. I just do. I walk outside. The sun... You know, he like... He, Can he... you text me that picture of your shit and blood? You know, he like needs to be in sun... I learned this in Denver. Like, he needs to be in sunlight. Like, while walking down the street or just while yeah. being outside. He's like, I need... can we walk in the sun? And I'm like, yeah, fine, why? And we do, and he like seriously like arches his back and like closes his eyes, he's, like like he's Superman absorbing the yellow sun for strength. It's like, do you, are you all right, man? He's like, I lived in California for a long time, man. He's I'm like, he's, oh, is yeah. that what it is? He's starting to rub <laughs> off on me a tab bit in certain ways where I start, I am starting to see the shallowness in our business. I'm starting to see well, the, the vapidness, not the like just this like this arrogance of of manifest destiny of like some people that believe they're that they got into comedy to give it to people that oh god i saw that i caught i caught it with the corner of my eye let me see oh jesus that's all blood that's all blood that's a and that's a very solid stool though that's all blood that's a very like formed like he, sh- I'd be more worried if the stool was all <laughs> fucking scattershot. That is, it's just oh, that is poor, not poor. healthy. That is not fucking healthy. No, so that's what I'm saying. Should we be worried? Should we be intervening? Like I, Ari, no, he said it's an internal hemorrhoid. Oh, that's that and sounds. Once you get one like of those, I guess that, there's nothing you can do about it except shit blood. Except I think you can get a surgery, but I mean, have you ever seen the video Brian uploaded called the Jew Clam? Brian who? Brian Redband? No, I don't know. Is it? I don't know if you'll be able to find it, but it's a picture. It's a video of them in a bike. I can't believe we're, spe- we're going to spend the whole podcast talking about Ari's asshole. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. He, it's his, it's a video of him taking a shit in a green room, getting ready to go on stage. And he was like, and he shows him his hemorrhoid and it looks like uh, a fist sticking out of his ass. Jesus. Who Ari's asshole? Ari's asshole. 
I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna trick him into seeing a doctor. Yeah. Oh. Or at least one of his holistic. Just all you gotta uh, do is get a doctor on Tinder. That's <laughs> <laughs> why right, huh? So wait, so tell me about Vale. Uh, oh, it's fantastic, man. I mean, uh, so I you guys s- did three. Four, you did. You you guys sold out like eight eight shows yeah. at the at the Comedy Works. Eight shows. Yeah, we sold well, sold out seven, filled out one because yeah. it was a midnight Saturday. Yeah, but still, it was you I know eighty five percent full. Yeah. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, his fans are fucking. You know, I, I I I I make fun of them, but they're fucking amazing people. They they love that. They're fans of the show. They're fans of storytelling. Storytelling audiences. There's something about a storytelling audience where they're just more honed in than just a standard stand up audience. Yeah. So they're fucking listening to every detail. They're taking the journey. It's fucking great. It was an amazing weekend. Uh, and then we go to Vale. And did you guys drive to Vale? Drove. Rented yeah. a car. Yeah, rent is easy. Uh, she flew in and ran a car and picked us up. So who was on the show? It was you, Norman, Joe List, Joe List, Ari, Ari, myself, and, and Steve Simone, and Steve Simone. And then who went out to Vale? You, Steve, everyone, Sal, ex- every Sal showed Volcano, Volcano. Yeah, this is his last name. He's a guy, Sal's a guy who every time I say his last name, I correct myself and then realize no, that's it. Yeah. It's a Volcano. <laughs> the dude's last name is yeah. Volcano. Yeah. Like legit. Legal last name <laughs> Salvatore Volcano. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a fucking cartoon. It's like a cartoon character in a Nickelodeon like cartoon about the like about New York. Yeah, you know, like he, it's like an edited out uh, Hey Arnold character. Sal Volcano. They call him that because he's a hothead. Here comes Sal Volcano. Get these kids away from my shop. And but that's Sal Volcano, real person. Yeah. But uh, Renazizi Volcano. Uh, Steve Simone, Ari, myself. That was a ski trip. So List and Norman bailed. List and Norman had to go back to New York. Yeah, and go and go bang twenty-two year olds. That was Norman. Yeah, uh, List, List is married. List is married. I, only, I'm only, I don't think I've I've only met Joe List once. Excellent human being. Excellent He's got one of my favorite being. stories ever, 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 ever. He's got ever. numerous of my favorite jokes ever, ever, ever. He's I've fucking, never seen him do stand up. Oh, fantastic! I heard he's hilarious. Fantastic. I know he opened for Louis, so I'm, he's got to be great. Fantastic comedian. Yeah, across the board. He's one of those guys who, too, like you, like I, and I know this phrase gets tossed around a lot, but you fucking root for because he's been around and he's yeah. been putting in the work and he's been grinding it out, but he doesn't check any boxes. If you know what I mean. So it's like he had to like really earn it. Yeah, you know and. And he's that he's that classic stand-up style, yeah. Like classic fucking New York comedian, but like I think there's going to be a so huge resurgence so for what's going on in New York. Mm-hmm. I think you're similar to like, me in that um, beards, beards. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we have we we bring m- much more than simply joke telling to the stage or storytelling to the stage. I think I think we bring we, our whole personalities. On I, yeah, stage. we empty out ourselves yeah, onto exactly, the stage. Exactly. Which you know, yeah. Norman and List don't. They 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 measure it, and they, but the, what they don't empty out, they make for up for in just legit brilliant joke writing. Yeah, I mean, like if if we're if we're all if we're weapons, like you and I are shotguns. We just kind of like <laughs> sprawl. Yeah. And they're both like Uzis. Yeah. Like they're bu- 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 rapid fire. You know, more aimed. If 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 we're instruments, they're guitar, electric guitars. We're pianos. Yeah, like we're heavier and more of a pain in the ass, <laughs> but just God, are we beautiful when played right? And those guys are just like the fucking the guitar, the, the shredding solos. But I mean, I could do this all day if we're food items. We are cheeseburgers, and they're that poisonous sushi. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah. But like, it's yeah, those guys are great, and Joe's awesome. Uh, but I, like, I'm 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 not drinking. 
right now. Really? I'm just taking like a break to reassess. And Joe was sort of my like beacon on the trip because he, he hasn't drank in years. Yeah, he quit drinking. So like totally. there were times where it was like I had to look to him to see like how is he handling being around the staff it's, it's the best and it's such a great club that club is outstanding yeah. and the staff oh, you weren't is, drinking in denver i wasn't drinking i haven't drank this year yet i mean it's, only, show, yeah, it's only it's only 29 days but, yeah, that's <laughs> but still. still great 32 is my longest but that's why i started smoking weed again really and i haven't smoked weed in seven years well, i smoked weed in october for the first time in seven years with my parents because really? they smoke a lot of bud yeah uh really? fun- functionally extreme my parents and they'd be humiliated if they knew i was saying this on a podcast but whatever they're great people they should be a commercial for why marijuana should be legal country like worldwide really because they both are highly like functional great people they raised us all great they're no felonies they're good people they both have successful careers and they smoke pot yeah and they do it and they're functional they don't do it at work they don't fucking but they don't drink they're very like they like to get home at the end of the day, go in the garage, get high. Ari's experienced this. He came home. He, I heard that. Yeah, he and, he, and this was mom. before I started smoking again. He got rip roaring high with my mom. Really? Who just who just went got high and just talked so much shit about so much comedy. <laughs> Cause really? Because she, she listens to XM, so she was talking about the bonfire. Oh really? And she was just like, "Oh, Big Jay Okerson's so dirty." <laughs> I like him though; he's funny. That's how my mom talks. Where's your mom from? New Orleans, Nightwater. Oh, yeah. It's a little Nightwater accent. Sounds like an old Jewish woman who's fucked up oh, on really? Valium. <laughs> but then about Dan Soder, she couldn't remember his name. She's like, "I don't like the other one. He does too many voices." <laughs> So he's doing the fucking voices. And I'm like, he's funny, mom. He's like, he annoys me. I like Big J, which is fucking hilarious. Which is great. Hearing this. And I tell so I tell Soda this. And he's just like, fuck, man. I got to step up my game. Get, get get your mom on board. But but yeah, like they, they're great people. But anyway, point being, when I realized I wasn't going to drink and I was going to be in Denver, I'm like, I'm going to start smoking fucking butt again. Yeah. And with the technology, not technology, but the... Cultivating too. advancements they've made. It's easy to walk into a, a dispensary, and I mean here in California too, and be like, "I want to get giggly dumb high, but no anxiety." Yeah. And they have like, "Oh, well, you need a CBD," and I'm like, "What the fuck is CBD?" And then I get out here and learn that CBD's all the rage. Everyone's- yeah. What is like? They did that to me this weekend. I was yeah. in Portland, and I said to the guy, oh, "Portland's I, legal too, right?" Yeah. yeah. I walked in. I said to the guy, "It's right under the club," and I go, "Hey, oh, helium." I, I go, yeah. "Hey, I, I find that if I smoke." Before I start drinking, yeah. I drink exponentially less. And he goes, what are you looking for? I said, well, I'm, I'm really, I'm looking for Xanax. And he was like, oh, Spellcaster. Oh. I said, really? So he's like, gave me the Spellcaster. And then he goes, then he gave me one high in CBD. And he was like, it was like Orange Crush or something. And he was yeah. like, he was like, this is uh, low in THC, high in CBD. This is what you're looking for, really? Yeah, it's yeah. more like a, like a body high. You're going to just go to sleep. And yeah. then he was like, and then I was like, I want something to giggle really hard. And he's like, oh, Jack Herrera won. And, <laughs> and so, but it's so funny, like how it's changed. I I have started smoking a lot more. Yeah. Just simply because it curves, it catches me. Mm. Bef- like I, I fall asleep before I, I do keep drinking. Well, you and I come from the, like from the nineties yeah. where like weed was just weed. Dude. And, and when it first, and you remember kind bud? 
Yes. Do you remember when that was a thing? Dude. Like, oh, is it kind bud? I, and you were like, what's kind bud? And it was like this crystally greener shit. And you were like, oh, you got that kind bud, dude? Dude, that's all we smoked was kind bud. Kind I don't even bud. know what it was. It was just, I guess it was a coverall from yeah. better marijuana. Just, yeah, not shitty fucking Mexican dandruff. Yeah. You know, just fucking. I said to, I said to Rogan the other day, where we were about to smoke or something. And I said, uh, what kind of weed is it? And he goes, it's weed. Who gives a fuck? When did you just, when did you start caring about what kind of weed it was? Uh, yeah. I go, it really Recently, because you're like I can I can go and I can put in a special order of what I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm yeah I I've marijuana has been I would argue uh, kind of saving my life a little bit because I don't I don't the, the health it's better man it's shit fun. also really quickly side note you I know whenever shitty weed always got kind of tagged as Mexican weed yeah. but it's kind of <laughs> funny because you learn that like they actually grow some pretty goddamn stellar weed. In Mexico, oh yeah, but for some reason it's just always it's like, all shake. Always remember, oh, what about that Mexican Mexican brick weed? dirt it's weed? Like, there's also Mexican fucking great weed too. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, man, it's but we yeah we grew up at a time where it's like no, you didn't realize you were smoking a fucking hundred percent sativa, and that your cerebral cortex is going to kick itself and it's going to turn into a goddamn gravitron. Yeah, and your thoughts were going to just be vomiting all over each other, and you're like, fuck, I'm scared, and <laughs> you didn't realize then the next time you were smoking a pure indica and you're going to just pass out. So it just felt like there was no stability with getting high. It was unpredictable. Unpredictable. Yeah, I, I remember f- yeah. I remember at times smoking pot and then going, why am I enjoying this? And then yeah. other times smoking pot and going, how come I'm fucking losing my mind? How come why Yeah, how I come I crazy? need some I need to or how come like turn on a TV, put on Bridges of Madison County. Yeah. <laughs> Let me like focus on something that isn't the real world right now and just not freak out. I smoked this spellcaster this spellcaster. weekend. Spellcaster. I'm honestly I'm looking for it. In LA, it was that enjoyable. I smoked Thursday night. I was going snowboarding yeah. uh, in Mount Hood. I saw yeah. you. Did you go to Mount Hood? Yeah, I went to Mount Hood. Mount Hood's cool, man. Fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. So you amazing. snowboard? Yeah. See, I snowboard after being. We'll get we'll get into this later. But after being with those guys who all ski, I want to yeah. switch back to skiing. I know it looks. It just seems easier. It, and I don't mean the act of skiing. I get yeah. that that's still. I'm talking between from like lift and when you get yes. on catwalks and you don't have to unstrap and you can just. Pull your way there, dude. I have, uh, yeah. I, especially if you go, if you go to like Switzerland, the snowboarding in Switzerland Harder? is ex- exponential. First of all, everything's a fucking uh, a deep blue. Everything's like a, everything's steep oh, as yeah, shit. Yeah, if their greens are blues. Their blues are blacks. Yeah, yeah. and and <laughs> their blacks are clears. And like, I was saying clear? this the other day, but like the the catwalks yeah. are literally eight feet. That's an exaggeration, but no lie, eight feet. Once sheer mountain, and the next dr- is drop off into a valley. It's above the tree line, yes. so you are on cliffs, snow. And I would much rather being on skis because with skis you just keep going straight. Yeah. On a snowboard, you always have to be kind of turning and moving. Well, dude, I'll tell you this: Ran Azizi had a buddy with him uh, uh, who was a ski instructor in Breckenridge, who was like an excellent could, could ski backwards. Yeah. He was like bored most of the day dealing with us. But he told me he's like, "Oh, sk- snowboarding's terrifying to me because the moment where you have to turn toe side, yeah, which you have to do, yeah, yeah, there's the only way you're gonna." And, and he's like, ever, "The first time I ever tried that, I almost fucking fainted." Oh, because it is sc- yeah. it is ter- like, and I don't know how often you do it, but every time I board again, it's like remembering like you have to do this, yeah, and then you turn in on your toes and you're like, "Now get back on your heels, or you're gonna fucking eat snow, dude." And then that's <laughs> have- it for the entire. That's a whole run. I heard I. Wiped out harder than I've ever wiped out in my entire life, snowboarding Ooh. in Switzerland, and I'm and we're on a on like a long catwalk and get back onto a different slope, yeah. And we're going, and it's just and you know you, you pick up a little speed so that yeah. you don't 
run out of energy, and I'm going, and I'm just going from my heel to toe, mm-hmm. kind of heel to toe, and then I go flat for a little while, and the board starts, uh, board starts spinning this way. Where it gets the air, but and, and I and I just go in, and I try to put my toes in so I can spin it around, mm-hmm. and I catch my toes, and I go from fucking probably a solid. 10 miles an hour to slam on my face. Oh, man. I mean, I knocked the wind out of me. I hit my head. I was like, uh, and then I had to, then I had to start from zero and kick all the way to the oh, mountain. Fuck oh, that. I, I take the, I take the board off and walk. Oh. My impersonation of you after wiping out was, I bet you were still like, we were doing bird impersonations. The the, 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 the core of a bird impersonation is no matter what it is, you are amused by it as if it's your first time experiencing it. Yeah, that That's the bird. All weekend. That is a that is an accurate. That assessment. and Steve Simone impersonations, where you just react to something with boyish wonder and direct it at Ari. So like, is the snow going to keep falling today, Ari? Even if he's not in the room. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, well, no, you were saying I ate I ate shit on powder this weekend at, in yes, Mount, Hood. Mount Hood. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, <clears throat> Eddie Ift, by the way, is an amazing skier. So are Renazizi and. Uh, and Ari, Ari. yeah, really? make, make no mistake, those motherfuckers can really. It's like being in the. It's like being in Aspen Extreme. You're like you oh. two. What are By you doing? Way, Aspen Extreme was a great fucking movie. Remember that movie? Oh, oh yeah, buddy. Taught, teach you about life. That's when you when you'd own a movie like that and you just would be like get home from going out to the bars. You're like just watch watch. Let's watch Aspen Extreme one more time. It's the perfect. It fits into three categories. Yeah, drunk movie. Uh, have nothing to do on a Saturday movie. Yeah, and like. Sad need to just feel myself again. Put on some Aspen Extreme. At least I'm not Peter Berg. Yeah. At least I didn't gamble with some the 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 fucking Rocky Mountain Mafia. Yeah. What a stretch of a movie. And then he <laughs> falls into a crevasse yeah, at dude. the end. Yeah. By the way, I ran right into, before he goes back to Detroit. I'm going back to Detroit or Michigan or yeah. Fuck. yeah. I went to uh I went I was in New York when I first moved to New York. I'm going around. There's a bar Right down by the Soho Grand, I forget the name of it, Lucky Strike. And I walk into Still Lucky there. Strike and I see Peter Berg yeah. and I light the fuck up. I'm like, oh my God, Aspen Extreme. And I, this is, by the way, I, just, I, I would still go up to someone famous and talk to them. I, I don't, I've always been like that, yeah. but I just was like, I was like, oh my God, Aspen Extreme. And he was like, oh, thanks. And I was like, no, 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 you don't understand, man. I must have watched that movie a hundred fucking times. He's like, thanks. And the guy he's with is like, hey, man, can you please leave us alone? And I was like, oh, shit, it's Jeremy Piven. Really? <laughs> and then Jeremy uh, Piven lit up. He's like, oh, hey, what's up, man? I was like, dude, I loved you in, uh, in what's the movie with Emilio Estevez where they, uh, Judgment Night. I go, Judgment Night, man. Jesus, that's a deep, that's a deep pull. And, and Jeremy Piven was like, oh, thanks. And then I ended up having a beer with him. If I ever saw Jeremy Piven, I'd be like, dude, I fucking loved you in Speed the Plow, the Broadway production. What the was one, that? It's, the, it, it's, a, it's a mammoth play. I didn't see it, but apparently he lied his way out of the contract, said he had like mercury poisoning from eating too much sushi. Really? Yeah, and they got like, but, but it turns out like he was just, he didn't like doing Broadway. Really? And got out of it, and they brought in William H. Macy to p- replace him, but people were like legitimately pissed. This was New York, maybe 2008, I remember. Wait, when did you move to New York? 2008. Really? Yeah. No, did I'm sorry, start, 2007, 2007. Did you start in New Orleans? Started in New Orleans, moved to here, moved to L.A. first for one year, uh, and liked it, and went back home for Christmas that year, and last minute, 
this opportunity to move to New York for relatively cheap opened up while I was home for Christmas. And I kind of really always wanted to be in New York. I just came here because I thought I had to. And I it makes sense. You seem yeah. like a more you seem more of an LA comic, yeah. in my opinion. Really? But I think yeah, well, meaning like I, I I can see you thriving in LA more than New York. Uh, but 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 you living in New York makes more sense. It does because well, thank you. Uh, the the I don't know why I say thank you. I just I'm, I'm friendly. But <laughs> LA when I moved here though, the landscape of LA was completely different. Oh six. What year? Oh six. Like the, the, oh, yeah. nobody went to the store. Uh-uh. The store was just... The improv was the place. Improv, uh, well, fucking UCB was the place. UCB mm, was still right. like the, the... You're right. But it was the UCB's a fucking 120-seater, you know, in Northwest Hollywood or whatever part of town you want to call that. So it was like... I think it, wasn't, was, it was starting to... I think Nerd Melt was starting to blow up. No, Nerd Melt didn't exist yet. Really? Nerd Melt didn't blow, exist to like 2010. Really? God, yeah. But like when I was sense. here... So when I was here, there was just far less stage time. Like I look at I look now and when I go when I go by the store now I'm like motherfucker like this is awesome for the people into it now. Right it, now the store is probably at the height oh, of any club that it's ever that has ever been. I would I would I would say the 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 store and the cellar almost mirror each other. Yeah. Because they both got like the three rooms, they both are like high intense attention on either one. The difference is that the cellar rooms aren't connected. They're just on and the I think same the, block. The seller, the seller crowd seems younger. You think? Yeah. Like, I mean, I just, I hear stories of who's hanging out at the seller, and it's no longer, uh, like, mm. it's like. Yeah, they've definitely updated. Like, our, our, the average age of the person working at the store is probably, average age is probably 45. Interesting. Let me figure, like, Rogan, yeah. Spade, Norm, Kevin oh, yeah. Elin, like, all the guys that, you know. Uh, Sebastian Yeah And then like Ali Wong I don't know how old she is But like probably 30 Maybe 30, 32 Segura's 39 30, yeah. And Burr's f Almost 50 So like the average yeah. age Is probably 45 It depends on the night though At the cellar Cause like When I do the cellar I'm mainly doing The late shows on During the week Yeah Which thank, I'm fucking thankful As pie to do Cause those are the To me those are the Like the real Fans of comedy Go out to a yeah. Monday 11.30 show as opposed to a Friday 8 p.m. show, you know? And there's something to be said about learning the craft or working the craft at its hardest as mm -hmm. opposed to, like, sometimes when I go to the store, I get the I get the sweet spot. Yeah. Like, I, like not, not sometimes. Every time I go to the store, I get the sweet spot. I get right before Rogan, oh, right yeah. before, uh, right before whoever, like, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, but, like, right before Aptow or, or Tosh. Sure. And so it's, like, the 10, 15, 9, 45 spot where it's, like, ideal. And then once – it, then it goes, like, it's like those 1 a.m. spots. Part of me goes, that's how I learned how to do stand-up was in the 1 a.m. spots. Oh, keeping that audience engaged, buddy. That that Ooh. muscle, yeah. I, don't, I don't even know if I have it anymore. Nah, I'm being dead serious. I don't about? know if I could go into a room. I used to be able to go into a room with eight people and kill. Eight people in this at the Boston Comedy Club. I watched Dane Cook perform in front of ten people, yeah. and I thought there's no way he's going to do well. Like thinking he's a big act. This is our muscle. Me, Bobby Kelly, Godfrey, Jim Norton, all the guys yeah. that work there. Voss, Patrice. Um, I was like, there's no way. Like Kevin, uh, Keith Robinson, yeah, Kevin Hart, Big J. I was like, there's no way Dane will be able to figure this room out, dude. That guy murdered to eight people like I had never seen anyone murder to eight people in my fucking life. He yeah. was doing stuff where I was like, oh, my God, I've n 
I've known that hole in the ceiling this whole time, and I never thought to do that. Like <laughs> he was fucking great, but I don't know if I don't know if I have that muscle as much anymore. I mean, I saw you. I I, I will say at that Nashville Comedy Fest last year that we hung out hardcore. There was like one show. It was like a late. It was a late drunk fucking audience, and you went out there with and with no shirt on, and you were like, "I'll tell the machine store." Someone yelled it, and you're like, "I'll tell it later." And they like, ah! and then settled in, and then you, t- and then you told this story off the top of your head. It's actually funny to me. You told this story that seemed to come off the top of your head about uh, you and Patrice, and some woman walked by. You were trying to flyer her, and you were like, "I'll buy you a glass of wine." Oh yeah! And it fucking murdered in it murdered the place in half. Cat, it was about catcalling. Yeah, and I was like, "Dude, that's such a fucking great story." And you're like, "You think?" And I was like, "Yes." And then the very next show, which was a later drunker crowd, you went up later and drunker and told the story and completely fucked it up. Like, like, like you left out like, that sounds like two me. major plot points and it got like a weird reaction and then you went into the machine story that got everybody. So it was like, yeah. you still have that muscle. I don't think, right, you, ever, yeah. you, don't I don't, think you ever lose that muscle. You, don't you just lose sometimes it, have to work it some it more. It takes yeah. a little, it's like roller skating. Like yeah. if you were going to, if you hadn't roller skated in 30 years and you challenged your buddy to run a marathon while he, while you roller skated, it would be really hard for you. You probably couldn't do it. That's me and Tom's new bet. Uh, that you guys can roll, out roller he skate thinks, each other? He thinks he can out roller skate me in a marathon while I run it. He hasn't roller skated in 30 years. Oh, man. He's going to fall so hard. Yep. He's gonna he, goes, f- he goes, what about downhills? I go, what about downhills, Tommy? I go, when was the last time you got going too fast? Do you know how to stop on Dude, roller skates? He's terrifying. a fucking idiot. That's he's a terrifying. Fucking idiot. That's terrifying to even think of roller skating down stairs. Wait, he's, he hasn't roller skated ever? In 30 years. He goes, I roller skated like first grade, second grade. Roller skating's harder than rollerblading. No shit. <laughs> I'm gonna throw that out. Thank you. By the way, I get if I like driving God. a Rolls Royce is harder than a driving a Honda Civic. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, shit's been updated. You yeah, know? it's uh, it's. I put on a pair of roller skates the other day, and as soon as I tried to roller skate a little bit in the street, I yeah. went, "Oh yeah, I've won this bet." Because by the way, little sidebar, yeah. I was a competitive speed skater growing up. I was a competitive Shit. speed skater. I could I could do the turn where left foot goes under the right foot and the right foot steps over to turn. Yeah. So you do this shit, like the Johnny, uh, the An- Apollo Anton Ono shit. Yeah. I did that. Arms behind your back, one arm pumping when I speed skated in a spandex and a Carolwood, Team Carolwood skating top. And I'm telling you, I got on roller skates. And I'm, I'm almost, I was like, oh, yeah. he's never going to fucking do this. Dude, that's, I, I feel like... Are you guys actually going to do it? I guarantee we backs out. I guarantee you. Because the bet is, the bet is, it was kind of like a soft bet. Yeah. And, and I think, I think he's going to real, like Tom's, Tom's not someone, he doesn't, he likes to make sure he's close to winning before he makes the bet. Yeah. Like, oh, he, yeah. like yeah, like he'd much rather me be in the, I'm willing to roll the dice on a fucking crazy bet yeah. and go, go and have no insight and go, I could do that. Yeah. And then, and Tom's not that guy. He's not. Like when he didn't he's start the weight research. loss challenge until he had started losing fucking 20 pounds. Yeah. And then he's like, now let's do a weight loss challenge. Like the, <laughs> After he did a cleanse. Yeah. I did, I did the weight loss challenge at 256. I was two, 260, 256. And I lost, uh, I think, 40, 35 pounds, 40 pounds in a month. But I, that's me as I go, I'll fucking do it. And I'll put my mind to it. Yeah. Tom's much more measured. Like the way he looks at things, he goes, 
Uh, like, I guarantee I wouldn't be shocked if he had bought roller skates and hired a roller skating coach. Like, and was right do- now. And was is, doing it. Yeah, yeah. And then he comes out and he goes, I'll do the bet. Yeah. And it turns out he's been doing marathons every weekend. Like, pretends like he does not have yeah. put them on. Oh, How do I, I put these on? Yeah. Right, like this, right? Yeah, Just that's Tom. Foot in the thing? Okay. <laughs> uh, I can't wait till you guys keep going with this bet and they get deadly. Oh. Like, I w- All right, man. Sword fight. Yeah. All right, man. Shootout. We're I called, do a shootout. I called Ari the other day. I said, hey, would you be interested in joining the Marines with me? Ha! <laughs> And he was like, what? I go, I feel like I just had a fucking very vapid conversation with a comic. And I was like, this is who we are. Like, we really are. Pe- this is what we are. You had like, a conversation so vapid you wanted to join the, woke the up, service? I woke up. I thought, I go, I might need something to reset my ba- reset my clock. How bad was this conversation? <laughs> Were you talking about like tell you. fucking roofing audience members? I'll tell, you, Jesus. I'll tell you who it was after. All right, and, yeah, you'll yeah, go, yeah, and you'll yeah. go, oh, that would make me want to join okay, the Marines. Okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. And so... Uh, and so anyway, I said, I reached out to my agents and I was like, hey, do you think maybe can you we can guys, just... Can you guys set up a meeting? I go, for- <laughs> I go, I just want to do boot camp. I don't want to join the Marines, but I want to do boot camp. Oh, okay. And I was like, I want to do boot camp. I want to do... And they have, I think they have 13-week boot camp and I think they have a six-week boot camp. I was like, I could do a six-week boot camp. You should probably do like National Guard boot camp. No, I don't want to be in the... I, like, my problem is I'm a real pussy. I don't want to really join. I want to do the training, and I want to do it, and I oh, want to just geez. get reset. I want to get to the place where I don't I don't make decisions for myself, that I wake up, I'm told what to do, and I want to get... It's like, it's a it's a crumbling of ego. Bed. A crum, crumbling yeah. of ego where I go, where I, I realize my worth as a man is defined by my output in the field. Like, I, I, like I, I really was obsessed with it. The idea's kind of fallen off a tad bit. I mean, if I... That I just but Ari I, Ari immediately goes I like where your brain's headed yeah I like where your brain's headed <laughs> and he was like I, I I don't know I could be interested in this look keep keep me in the loop I I'd be I'd be worried for Ari if he what if a bunch of comics did boot camp like if it was a comics only boot camp yeah what if we what if we did a legit boot camp we call it stripes right <laughs> yeah yeah we film it yeah, yeah. And, we, and it's and it's me you Ari Segura. You get like just a bunch of guys. See that now are, you're talking. Let's do a remake of Stripes. Now, I yeah, see now it starts get, to make sense. Now see? I see where you're going. Yeah, with yeah, this. And, and I get it. And watch us. And we get we get like uh, get guys like uh, Sebastian who who Sebastian. No one's told Sebastian what to do in, a, in a, quite a while. <laughs> and so you get him to because Sebastian's a gangster. Mm. He'll mm. go in hard as fuck. I guarantee you. You see someone like that, and he's the one that excels first. Guys like me, I have a hard time being told what to do. Yeah. But I, I would love. I think. It would be really fascinating i mean sebastian's physical enough on stage like he does an hour of boot camp every show he does <laughs> that guy's up there fucking, he's in great fucking oh shape. he's an excellent performer he's in great yeah. shape but yeah he gets uh but I yeah was, guys like you and me it'll be like fuck so how many how many of these humps what is it a hump what we're humping we, yeah how many humps are we hump running what if we do what if we do fuck. uh what if we just did three weeks of boot camp? I would be on board for, I, I'll go max four weeks. <laughs> I'll go one more week. It's, I could do a month. But but I'm also like, what kind of boot camp are you talking? Because there's also like the psychological aspect. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of m- f- family in the military and like. I don't know much about the military, to be dead honest. They'll fuck you up. The, the, whole, the, the whole thing is about breaking you down mentally more I than physically. I think I need to be broken down and mentally. Then, yeah, but what if you can't be rebuilt, Bert? <laughs> Well, then that's what we're left with. Like, think about this. Think about this. Ari Shafir, we're talking about Ari, our friend, he's, you know, at the height of his success was like, I need to go to Asia for four months. So, like, what happens if he goes to fucking boot camp and it's just like, I got to go back to Asia oh, Ari forever. Will go, <laughs> Ari will go full metal jacket. 
like <laughs> private pile and he's sitting on the fucking toilet yeah. i am in a world of shit i am in a world of- i mean but like but then again what if we all just go through it and come out 10 comics you ready yeah 10 comics yeah ari me you segura bargazzi norman norman you know i want to throw in this simone uh, i just want to see what it does to him because he's also in shape but i just want to see what and, but then, like, let's now let's reach Pete Holmes. Oh, <laughs> fuck yes, Pete Holmes. Yes, that would be great. Yeah, get Pete and fucking who else? Oh, that would be so great to watch Pete Holmes in the military. Just to see what. Just to, wait, wait. Who? Fuck. Who's Sergeant? Yeah. Sor- I have an. I have a suggestion. <laughs> can we? Can we keep this crispy? Yeah, can uh, we keep this I think crispy? that. I think that. Uh, wait. Who the fuck? Number ten. Who'd be 10? the last one? Who'd be number ten? I'm trying to think who could really benefit from a good. You can't. You can't do Burr. You got to be reasonable about. Oh, you know who? Who? Uh, Gomez. Louis Go- Louis no, no, Gomez. No. 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 Nope. Nope. Yeah. You think he's nope. too, too deadly? Big J. Oh, about, I, I wonder if Big J would do it. Yeah. You think he'd do it? Yeah. Oh, he'd get in great shape. Yeah, all right. Well, get, Quit get, smoking. Oh, but uh, could we do drugs and alcohol? During boot camp? Yeah. I don't, I mean, <laughs> I think we're defeating the whole purpose if we're all getting well, fucked no. up every night. I think, I think. No, because we need to, like, eat meat, potatoes, make the bed, sleep at. Oh, I guess wait. you shouldn't. I guess drugs and alcohol are totally out of it. Yeah. We have to shake like we're basically like sponges. Let me, let me and just sp- let me just tweet and find out if that's even in the fucking yeah. <laughs> mix. <laughs> Bert's gonna go to his Twitter followers. To oh, you see. know what we'll do? This yeah. is a good idea. We'll just hang on. You can't eat. What? Oh, they don't let you eat. They really don't let you do drugs. No. 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 I mean, a couple questions about <laughs> boot camp. <laughs> Let's go live on Facebook Live, and then we'll just get the answers answered real time. So, um, yeah, I think it would be not. Look, here's the deal: it wouldn't be fun. But what would be? It would be. It would have you'd you'd have memories. You'd have like we would never forget those three weeks. I mean, I mean, to be dead honest with you, you could probably do it in two weeks, and it would destroy us. I'm, I'm, but you need that third week to like see what comes out of it. You need the first week to break us down. The second week to get us to bond, and the third week to rebuild us. You know what's going to be funny is to see who's really got it in them. Like, that's what I worry about is that, like, I, I worry about, I worry that I might take to it too well. And by, like, I probably would take to it. I, I think I know? would surprise everyone by how little of a personality, how much I'd shut down and just do what I was told. Hey, guys, we're thinking about going to boot camp, just boot camp. I'm here. I have some questions. If anyone's a Marine, I'm on Facebook Live right now. So <laughs> we just want to. Are you allowed to do drugs and alcohol in boot camp? Quick question. I think we know the answer. Yeah. But I'm just curious, like, could we bring a vape pen? I'd like someone with stripes on a uniform to answer this question. Yeah. If there's any yeah. sergeants or if you can hit up your friend who's a sergeant. Yeah. Could we get a general on this? Is there any general? <laughs> There's a general on Facebook Live yeah, right like, now. Fuck, really? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, Rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see if we have anyone. I feel like it depends on the branch, too. I feel like... like I want to go Marines. I want to go Camp Pendleton. No, I'm talking about drugs and alcohol. Oh, I feel drugs like, and alcohol? Like Air, oh, then... like Air Force. I bet they get high in the Air Force. Oh. I bet they drink at least. Uh, they Zach says that they're not allowed, but people do it anyway. In boot camp. Yeah. They're also all 18 in boot camp. That's the other thing you got to remember. 
Like you can fucking hump wood, logs around all day for 12 hours and then, you know, put back. Oh, for this guy, Michael months. says no drugs, no alcohol and no tobacco. I don't tobacco is not in my in my wheelhouse. How about Xanax, Michael? <laughs> Does they count Xanax? What I about OxyContin? Yeah. Or Ambien. I could do boot camp with Ambien. Like if you just every night I have a hard time. All the snoring us fat comics would do. Yeah, can I bring a CPAP? Because I need to bring my CPAP. <laughs> <laughs> can I bring my CPAP to boot camp? That's a serious question. Private Patton! <laughs> Put your goddamn mask on! <laughs> no drugs. Uh, okay, this guy served. No drugs and alcohol, and the drug tests you as soon as you get there. Well, okay. Well, Joey Diaz is out. They just said. Uh, um, all right. Well, I appreciate this, guys. Thank, thank you for you. your answers. Uh, I would just do this the whole time. I mean... Oh, oh yeah. that was a drill sergeant? Why the fuck? Where what? The, wait, wait, where were you this whole time? There's some, some, Samantha chiming in with hard facts. this mic over to Samantha. Samantha. This is Samantha Darling on uh, on Instagram, oh, God, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Now, now you got to represent yourself. No, talk. Yeah, you got to swing the mic so it... In your mouth. Okay. So your dad's a drill sergeant. He was, yeah, briefly. He was. That I can't believe we were talking about this the whole time. So wait, I'm you you texting him right now. You were basically raised in boot camp then. Yeah, pretty much. Samantha, you were raised by a guy that he did he like wake you up in the morning. Okay, for everyone to know, Samantha is Sean's longtime agent manager. <laughs> right? No, no, not no. long time. No, we just started working together. Wait, I thought six right months. after, oh, right after manager that. six months. Oh, oh yeah, no, but right after, didn't but... you represent him? Didn't you represent him when you were at UTA? Nope. No. Oh, for real? No, yeah. we just met him in Nashville actually we when we were all Nashville. together for the first time. And then you know that t- that trip. Oh, I didn't know you guys. I felt like you guys were like for a long time. Yeah, it I, feels I, like it, but no, I left. I left my reps in June, and then a couple weeks later, her and I, I was just like, oh yeah, so, oh you're not yeah. at UTA anymore. So yeah, Samantha was my was my agent over at UTA, one of my agents at UTA, and then she left UTA to go over to my management company, Levity, and now she's a manager at Levity, and she reps Sean. They had a meeting today. They had lots of coffee. They had to take a shit in our bathroom, wait, wait, and then and just I'm, what am I? No, no, just funny one. <laughs> so Samantha, you can't hear it in her accent. Is from Dublin. Her she, her dad's an American. Wait, what? Yeah, she she grew up in Dublin, right? Yes. And uh, over, I was here. That's why you were in Ireland the, like a couple of weeks ago. I saw you yeah. in Ireland. Yeah. yeah. So then um, I was at LAX over the holidays. She was meeting her sister who lives in Hawaii, who flew to LAX. They were meeting at LAX to fly to Dublin. So I meet her sister and her sister who lives in Hawaii is like tan, blonde, coral, anklet, and <laughs> a fucking Irish accent. It's the most overwhelmingly Are you serious? like yeah, she, you see her. Where does your Irish accent go? Uh, I was raised in the States as a kid and I learned how to speak here and I think it's like hardwired in my brain. So I was yeah. there for like I was there from like eight to twenty two and then yeah. I've been here eight years now. So it's kinda gone away. But our sister, someone you Drunk expect to angry, be like though. holy shit man, ride fucking ride the blue crush is just like <laughs> Oh good shit. Oh, it's an eleven-hour flight. Oh, I taught. I taught. I'd run. I'd, I'd run oh, I tell you, you have to wax your board. She could pop right up and stand on it. <laughs> there's a. There's a. She doesn't sound that Irish. There's a no, female no. comedian named. Why would I say female Bert? Get, get with the fucking times. Get woke. By uh, mm. I'm I'm wo- I'm 1982 woke. <laughs> like I'm cool with gay people, kind of. <laughs> <Like, laughs> <laughs> I said that in my as the other day. Someone, I I'm I. Hold on, I'm gonna forget thoughts. 
Uh, well, well, the woke we'll thing. I, this girl, when, when I was snowboarding, she fell off the trail into the powder, into the trees. And I, I stopped up. And I said, honey, are you okay? And she was like, I'm not honey. I thought it was a little girl. I thought uh, it was a little girl. Yeah. So that's why I said honey. She goes, I'm not honey. It's not 1972. I was like, enjoy the powder, bitch. And I just took off. <laughs> but, uh, but, but um, what was Irish I going to say before? Comic. Oh, there's an uh, Irish comic. Aisling B. Ash, Ashling B. Ashling B. Ashling B. Yeah, she's a friend of mine. I love her fucking she, she, accent. Yeah, she's funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a thick. That's that's a fucking Irish accent. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a thick one, and she's from Ireland, obviously. But then but, again, when she goes to Ireland, they're like, "Oh, listen, this Americanized." Irish I saw. Person. I saw a picture of her. Yeah. Someone, I, I think Troy Conrad's took a picture of her, and I was like, "Whoa, she's beautiful." And then I was like, "Oh, she's a comic." And so I went. I watched her. And she was funny. And so I texted her. And I was like, "Hey, if you're in the states, hit me up. I'd love to have you on my, on my podcast." And she, it, she was so funny, texting not or DMing back and right. forth that I immediately was like, "Oh my god." She's fucking like a home run. Like she was like first text back. She goes, uh, "What's a podcast?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh fuck, do I answer?" Like, and then I was like, "Ah!" And then I, I it was just so fucking. She's great. I, she's in uh, yeah, Finn, Atlanta this week shooting something for Netflix. She, I follow her on. Oh, the fifteen, right? She is, yeah. The no, yeah. The, she just moved here. Yeah, oh, good. She moved here. She just moved here yeah. to where? Uh, I don't know exactly where yet. She was at the sketch fest too. Dude, Irish, Irish people are just like innately funny. Like to the point where you're like, why do you need? Because I, I was doing the Dublin Comedy Fest last year and the cab driver was just like, ah, so where do you live in the States? And I was like, oh, New York. He's like, oh, I've been meaning to go. I hear they got a great St. Patrick's Day parade. <laughs> and, it's just so, and, then he, and then we laugh about it. He's like, ah, my daughter lives over there. My daughter's a police officer. And I was like, oh, cool. And then he, I look, he looks back at me in the mirror. He's like, I got two daughters. I'll tell you that because I normally don't feel comfortable saying it to fellas I think aren't right in the head. You seem okay to me. And it's just like a, a great moment of like, thank you, sir. I, I seem sane enough for you to tell that you had a second daughter. <laughs> but like, I fucking, there's just like a, I think, I don't know. I don't know where it comes from, but I think it's like. Their sense of humor just comes from when they were oppressed by the British, maybe. I think like, oppression. I just fucking deal with it. Oppression has to yeah. be. They're fucking funny. The most, you know, there's. That's some, a terrible Irish accent. I apologize, by the way. That is no, terrible. No, it's not that bad. Yeah. No, it's not that bad. <laughs> My Scottish is better. It comes from the back of your throat, and you just let it fall out of your mouth. I can't do any accents. I, this is more Scottish. <laughs> that doesn't sound that bad. That sounds like my wee cousin Philip. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Owen, man, looking at a train and spotting it. Well, oh I bet. Oh he drank a he drank a wee bit too large of a spot of Lafroig and bit his tongue in half. I am really good at black accents, despite them being a little racist. I'm really good at black accents. I have a point in my new hour I'm working on where I do a black accent, and one of the black guys, the second I do the accent. You can almost picture what he sounds like, what he looks like. You're like, oh, I know what that guy looks like. Yeah, yeah. But uh, wait, I'm, where are you from? From Tampa. Oh, I always Florida. feel like that's what I think. That's why I feel like when I first this is what I was talking about in therapy. Yeah, right? I was talking to my therapist about you, because um, I knew you were coming over, and I was like running through my day, and he was. We were talking about podcasts, and I said some people are really tough to podcast with because they are they aren't good conversationalists a lot of like oh, yeah. a lot of in my experience a lot of more of the alternative comics that i've had come on the show guys that work at ucb it's almost uh. like they don't like you or resent that they're doing it but when you get a guy like me or you who can who's a, a traditional comic but i think with a very 
alt vibe. I, I, I've always yes. felt yeah. like it's, I go, it's going to be a really easy conversation. And he was like, whoa, what, tell me about, how, tell me about him. I said, well, I first, first time I ever saw him, he was at doing Ari's storytelling show and he told an amazing story. And I was just, I was drawn in. I think it was when we did it at that strip club. Montreal. Yeah. And I was Man. like, I was fucking drawn in. And then that night I ran into him and he was wearing t-shirt the way i wear t-shirts like i, I used to call them baby, baby doll tees yeah, yeah. i wear a tight t-shirt yeah and uh and, yeah. I, and he was drinking wine and we were just bullshit and i said you know at the time i was really trying to get this uh tour that, that i ended up doing i think this summer but this tour the uh concert to work tour off the ground and i was yeah, trying to get dude. it's a morning drinking show and i was like i wanted him to be like the second i saw him i was like he needs to be on this tour and uh and he's like, what happened? And I said, well, the tour never took off. And, yeah. you know, you got you to gotta get successful before anyone wants to do the tour. And then once you get successful, you're like, well, shit, those are the ideas I thought that would get me successful. Yeah. I don't know that I want to do them anymore. Yeah. You know, you're like, now I want to do new stuff. I want to do, you know, but uh, but that, I was like, I could do this tour with him in a heartbeat. I'll do it. Yeah. Saying it on, saying it on the radio. If well, you do that, I'd love to. It's We're supposed to do, uh, we're supposed to do a tour this summer. And, uh for like a short run yeah and test it out so it's gonna be in, in theaters like or in rock venues like uh house of blues yeah the Fillmore, and so we just want to pick the right cities to go to and uh and that's, then that's and make it cool. make it fun i want to get i, I kind of i haven't really talked ad nauseum about it but i'd like to bring maybe a band with me yeah uh, a couple comics uh, we have a big jumbotron that's going to travel with us. Yeah, variety show. and just make it a fun morning drink, the best morning drinking you could ever have. Could we have like a guar like element oh. where there's squirting liquids and we all dress up in some sort of like? I wouldn't mind doing. I wouldn't mind doing themes. Yeah, like each city gets a different theme. Yes, and so uh, like for like like for like Chicago, we're just a bunch of fucking. I don't. What's a what's a good Chicago theme? Well, like, a bunch of Polacks. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I would like to do. I'd like to do like uh, like Chicago. I would like to look we at all it. dress up like cops. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know. can do that. You can do yeah. that. Cops and robbers. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah like you a, can dress as a cop just, and a robber. Yeah, we just. Yeah, yeah. But like, I want to do it. I want to do it the way I ran our socials at our fraternity. And so I throw a theme party. It's yeah. in the morning, so it's day drinking. That's the best. And then you're like, this one's going to be called Unga Gunga Balunga. And it's just all fucking grass skirts, tribal paint, t- uh, tiki, t- like barely naked. Everyone's half naked. Dude, I tell you what, if real quick, I love that. And if we're going to, just side note, if we're going to do, if we were in Chicago and do a theme, if we want to go deep cut, bunny rabbits. I swear to you, there's fucking rabbits all over the goddamn city of Chicago. For real? I've seen so many fucking rabbits in Chicago. I always thought you were talking about Hugh Hefner. No, he like, started. Like, you know, really? Vince Vaughn bought his old Playboy Mansion, I think. Really? Yeah. The Playboy Mansion started in Chicago, obviously. And then his uh, assistant killed oh, herself. Fuck. And they started trashing him in Chicago. And he said, fuck Chicago. He felt like all the councilmen or the elders were trying to shut down his business and he moved it out to LA dude I, I like I've seen it's almost like that some some mayor of Chicago was like you know how we're gonna get rid of racial tension bunny rabbits <laughs> I release them into the streets who's gonna what gang's gonna fight over turf when there's bunny rabbits bouncing around you just take pick one up they're cute you forget about the drug war this is a God. terrible Chicago action or is it it's not that bad. It's not that bad. All right. <laughs> it's not that bad. Oh, God. I can't wait for all of the people, hardcore Chicago people, to hear this. And I've got to just. 
Oh, the Chicago accent is aggressive. It's a. I fucking love that city, man. I do too. Chicago and New Orleans, in my opinion, are the two best drinking cities in the United States. No one. I, I hang on. I would argue no one beats New Orleans. No, no one beats. Okay, it's a different vibe. New Orleans, everyone's sort of constantly buzzed. Yeah. So it's a way more relaxed. Where Chicago, they're like, I can fucking see the ghost of Al Capone. Chicago's and a and great. And he's aiming a yeah. Tommy gun at me. Chicago's I drink. a great. Like get uh, fucked up. 4 p.m. drinking yeah, city. Yeah, you get fucked up. Like it's Chicago. a great happy hour drinking city because it's such a it's such a place where so many people are working and it's just I, I love Chicago, but New oh, Orleans, in my opinion, I think New Orleans defined the drinking of the South. Sure. Like I never yeah. like Florida drinking was different. Florida drinking started on a boat in the afternoon and you, it was disrespectful to turn down a beer. Like, if someone offered you drugs, right. it was disrespectful to say no. Exactly. It started with a beer, then you're, then you're crunching meth like Pop yeah. Rocks. Oh, was Coke was and our then thing. Just, like, and you, then someone, would like, someone would be like, uh, you want to do a little bump? And you'd be like, yeah, yeah you know, kind of straighten my head out. I'll stay up later. When I think of you in fucking Tampa, Florida growing up, oh. I just think of diamond studs in your ears. Like the fake, yeah. like the fake, yeah, like the fake fucking diamond studs. Hardcore, and I think of like the great tan like, lines, like a tight hemp choker. Uh, you mean puka bead? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> puka bead with maybe a crystal in the middle. So much stussy, dude, or Massimo, Stuss, oh. or M- Massimo pre-target. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like Yaga. And then, and then what were those? What were those? Uh, Do you ever see those? Uh, those. Pullover tarps you could get that. Oh, like oh, 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 oh! What were they called? Um, oh, motherfucker! Yeah, the hood. Yeah, and it was all like woven. Yeah, you get the them at the pockets. mall. Yeah, the pockets. Oh, dude, come on. I but not burka. Ah, but it has, but it had a name. It had a name. I forgot what they were called. God damn it! Everyone had one, dude. Oh, and you probably had five or six. Oh, you, you, if if you wore that no. with a leather with a with not leather with a uh, um denim jacket over it oh that was the fucking look oh my god oh, jesus christ and, and, but still with jean shorts oh oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, still yeah, with shorts. yeah, yeah. jean shorts yeah. uh uh k-swiss with uh jesus knee high uh, chin high socks baja thank yeah. you it's yeah baja hoodie. oh those were huge oh yeah. you had so many of those when, we, when was the first time you got drunk it's 14 years old mardi gras really mardi gras is a very family thing People think about the tits and the Bourbon Street. And yeah, that all happens there. But like, it's like where the parades run. That's a lot of families yeah. and a lot of like. When you're a teenager with a large family, it's great because you're fucking just hanging out with your other fourteen year old cousin, and your uncle Terry reaches into the cooler, get a beer, and looks over at you and just hands you both a course banquet, and you're like, awesome. And you just no one's gonna fucking no cops are gonna do shit. Yeah, you just crack it, and there you go. That was my first ever drink. Was a core well, Coors Light. Yeah, yeah. And so, fourteen years old. Your whole f- how how big is your family? Your whole family live in New Orleans. Yeah, we're talking. I mean, my immediate family. I got three siblings, two parents. Three siblings. Three younger siblings. Yeah. Really. And two sisters, a brother. Oh yeah. You met my brother. He was in Nashville with us the whole time. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he took. I was. I was. Uh, New, uh, yeah. Nashville was a bender for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. Yeah. And him. It was his like he had him and his girl, his longtime girlfriend, just broken up, and he had just turned twenty four. So Nashville was like his like fuck it, I'm getting out of town for a weekend, yeah. come and hang out. He posted a bunch of pictures with you, and then went back to New Orleans like the king of social media. Oh really? In his circle because they were like, how do you know Bert? And he would just text these things like, oh Chrysler, 
<laughs> oh yeah, long time. Been knowing him for years, man. You got you didn't know I knew him. That was, was pretty slick. But uh, it was fun, man. It was. But anyway, point being, and then I have like dozens of cousins. Really, dozens of cousins, and that rhymes. I just realized that, but a lot, and you know, fucking some of them I don't. Most of them I don't talk to anymore, which is sad because you know, part there's always going to be the side of your family that like it's almost like they unify in the sense of like, oh, you guys all went the religious, you know, uh, going to have kids and buy cookie cutter homes route and probably all vote for Trump. And that's fine. Whatever. Do your thing. Not the Trump voting for Trump part, everything else, whatever. It's your thing. But then the other half of my cousins are all, you know, chill and awesome and they're great. And, but we all got fucked up together at one point. That's the the thing. That was New Orleans. That's growing up in New Orleans, man. It's a, it's a, it's a young drinking city. It's the best. It's one of my, like, when we were there, um, we were just there for a day, but uh, Ari and I. Oh, like, for the, you want to think, you guys, my friend gave you guys the tickets. That was my boy who hooked you guys up with those Saints tickets. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so Jeremy. fucking fun. And him and his fucking, and him and his wife also got thrown out of you guys' show because they got shit talked. They, they, they got, they didn't get thrown out, but basically some of, you know, your fans uh, can be drunk. Yeah. And so apparently Those they had, were mostly Sal's fans I most, think. But he said they had a row of like uh, Just loud mouths behind him And they were basically like Hey shh Keep it down Like they gave him like a, Just a straight up like shh And they said for the remainder of the show That people would just randomly lean in behind him And be like shh Like in a mocking way oh. And Jeremy finally Like he's not a tough guy But he's a guy And he finally turned around And was like Fucking do it again See what happens And they threw them all out Really? So, and he I think he talked to Ari afterwards, like right after it happened. It was just like, we got thrown out. This is bullshit. By the way, I'm the guy who hooked you up with the tickets. <laughs> it was a thing of like, uh, so I'm not insane. I also know Sean, but f- fuck. Sorry. This is all, this is all wrong. Damn it. I hate when that happens. That happens. But that, yeah, they, they, so you guys got to go, you guys went to the game oh, it was fucking and got great. fucking annihilated. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 It was the whole fucking, I love New Orleans. Is the first place I ever did Coke. Ha. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I, that that feeling of being in New Orleans, I think it resonates with a Southerner. Like if you grew up in the South, uh, that yeah. idea of like, of like, of course you can have a cocktail in the afternoon. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. It's New Orleans, and you you it, oh, yeah. you vibe that. And I I feel like well, I, not. Of course you could. It's of course you should. Yeah, of course you should. Of course you will. Yeah. Oh, you've never had a mint julep. Oh my God, we make a great mint julep for lunch. Gin, what was the one I got? There was a gin fizz where gin they fizz. make it with uh, slow gin fizz, slow gin fizz with egg yeah. whites, right? Oh yeah. And I was, and but that that whole town represents. I have a buddy, I have a lot of buddies who were actors and moved to New Orleans. Oh yeah, because the work was through the roof, and now they'll never fucking leave. They can't. They love it. I mean, dude, there's there's a drink called a Vucare, which uh, I can't even tell you. It's it's similar to a Manhattan, but uh, not as sweet. Yeah, it's a New Orleans drink. It has it's, damn, it, it involves whiskey and absinthe. I know that much, and uh, God damn, I love it. I'm it's, gonna end up drinking tonight. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I said I wasn't going to because I got pretty. I was really good this weekend, yeah. and yesterday I flew in, and uh, I was drink. I, dr- I had a couple drinks at the airport before leaving, and slept the whole flight. But flew in through where? From where? Portland. Oh, from Portland. Okay. Yeah, but my flight was at six, and they the bar, I'm sitting there eating a, a egg sandwich, and the bar opens at five. And the guy goes, can I get you something to drink? And I was like, oh, I'm good. He's like, you sure? I said, yeah. And he goes, you don't want a double Tito's and soda and a big glass? And I went, 
oh fuck you know me and he was uh, like he was like i got i can make you one real quick pretty stiff and i was like i'll take one yeah and so i had two of those oh, you saying six in the morning five in the morning jesus christ two of those at five in the morning 5 30 get on the plane and i slept the whole flight came home and uh and <laughs> Had a beer and a cigar at like I slept and then had a beer and the cigar in the middle of the afternoon and then the girls and then the it was just great I went I went to Nike's outlet and so I bought a bunch of or Nike company store in Portland so oh, I bought all yeah, the girls a bunch of stuff yeah. and it all fit and everyone liked it and Isla's got tactile issues so we were celebrating because Isla liked her shoes she never liked her shoes yeah and then uh, then they were like let's go let's watch a movie tonight let's get dinner and I just got it got away from me and I bought a bottle of wine and. Oh yeah. yeah. And so and yeah, so I woke up this morning going like I'm gonna get on the treadmill, I'm gonna run five miles, I'm not gonna drink tonight, I'm gonna be good. But now all this talk about booze and I know, going. dude. Shit, sorry. Well what, not not sorry. What uh how long are you gonna quit drinking for? I don't know, man. I'm I'm gonna i I'm gonna I'm gonna see. I just gotta I got there's a lot I gotta like writing on this Sean Patton ship. Yeah. Like I mean not 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 that I'm an addict or anything like that. I mean yet, but it, there's just I, there's a lot I gotta do. I got to focus and I've, I've spent the past, especially like the l- second half of last year mm-hmm. was just, I went, you know, doing Edinburgh oh, and then yeah. coming back from that. And then like being on the, I came back from Edinburgh, was right on the road and then right into New York comedy fest. So it was just like, and Those I quit festivals. Can kill yeah. You. And I quit drinking beer a while back. So I was drinking whiskey and just, you can know, I tell you, I, th- I really think vodka is part of, I stopped. I, I well, I stopped ordering doubles. That was my my big thing, and I stopped doing shots this year. But like, you stopped doing shots this year. I stopped doing shots. Yeah. I remember when we did that fucking drink it day drink calling work podcast. It was just a never ending, <laughs> like like they thought we were going to die shots. if we didn't have a shot every yeah. thirteen well, that minutes. Was, what was killing me was shots. So like we did the, the practical, uh, practical and you don't just do shots. You do like complex concoction. Oh yeah, whipped cream involved. I was doing I was doing so many shots on the Impractical Jokers cruise oh, that God. I got. I think I think I'm allergic to Fireball. You got like, you got seasick before the boat undocked. I was I was rough. Yeah, and so I said no more shots this year. So uh, and then my other thing is I just smoke weed and then just try to chill. Yeah. And like if I want to have a cocktail, maybe, but I don't end up drinking the way I would if I'm just drinking. So, uh, dude. But, but yeah, but those double vodka sodas would—they just catch up with me. Oh, buddy, I'm I'm surprised that you didn't catch up with them because I've seen you just Ralph those things. I'm yeah. like, Bert, does Bert think vodka is water? Has anyone I don't told them taste it's not? It. I want. I had one yeah. time. I no, drove, it, that's why people drink it. Yeah. No I taste. taste it. I don't taste it. <laughs> I feel good the next day. I work out the next day. Like, really? I, yeah, I feel amazing. But like, because it, I feel like it doesn't give me a hangover. But then I started saying, yeah, but you know what's so funny is if I drink beers, I go, wow, I can only have like five and I'm fucking bloated. Well, yeah, you're fucking pissing every 12 yeah. seconds. Yeah. No, so no. I was like, you know what? But yeah, I'm I'm probably drinking tonight, I think. I just want to. Now that we're talking about booze, I go, there's a romantic side of it. You wanna, you wanna, you want, you know what helped me with curtailing or not just control wine? Switch to a wine only. Yeah. Because you get fu- you, a wine hangover is no joke. It'll remind, it'll put, it'll, it reminds you of your mortality. Yeah. You're like, oh, I am human. I've only seen you drink wine. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, cause I do. I love when I when I do drink. It was wine, wine yeah. and whiskey. Yeah. 
But it was. But that was the part of me that I saw that I saw your romantic side when when I'd watch you <laughs> hold a wine. Yeah. You held a wine like no one held a wine. I was. I, you really enjoyed wine. Like it looked. Oh yeah. You, when you had a wine Swirl in your hand, I shit. went take a picture of that with a meme that says "Living Life to Its Fullest." My brother, uh, fucking cracks me the fuck up. He said this once while I was drinking a whiskey, and he was he had he had just finished smoking a bowl, and he was just like. Uh, He's like, ah, the three W's. And he was pulling out a cigarette as he said that. And he goes, ah, the three W's. And I was like, what? And he goes, weed, whiskey, and American Spearwitz. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I had to like sit down. Like, That's the fucking great. <laughs> so wait, tell me about Edinburgh real quick. Oh, it was awesome. Like I, what, I, I loved it. I did it one time, but I did it with Patrice and Voss. Oh, and it geez. was painful. It, yeah, well... When was, how long ago was it? I mean, Patrice was still alive. So what? Two thousand? Yeah. No, he wasn't. He was dead. We brought we him. Brought him <laughs> <laughs> you brought him over and animated him. Yeah, you, you weekend dead Bernie. Patrice. <laughs> he was a hologram. Um, no, uh, it was probably sixteen years ago, seventeen years ago. I mean, I think I feel like were you guys just doing straight stand up? We were just doing straight stand up, and and did you? So did you get like a room? Yeah. And do an hour, like yeah. create an hour. Yeah. Different than the one that you do here, yeah. or similar? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, similar in tone and topical but different like it's more of like a thematic like narr- there's a narrative involved uh, there it's performance but like i didn't use a microphone okay so it's real quick yeah. if you can describe for anyone listening that doesn't understand what the edinburgh festival is try to give them like a broad scope. i mean it's, it's the original fringe fest but it's basically like it's a festival where thousands of performers from around the world and then tens of thousands of admirers from around the world go to a very small city in Scotland, Edinburgh, very old, and everything turns into a venue. And there are shows from noon till midnight, or later, noon till 2 a.m. every night in uh, hundreds of venues. And it's a performance decathlon. It's a mar- but like you just got to do it. Like, but it's more, it's awesome because. Uh, this is something my girlfriend came and saw. She pointed this out, and she's so right. It erases the idea that um, categorization is necessary in the sense that you see so many shows there that are like, what was that that I just watched? And then you yeah. go, well, it was good. I yeah. laughed. I teared up a little bit. I felt something. I th- It made me think. But what category do you stick that in? Is it comedy? Is it drama? Is it? And it's like it's unnecessary. How about it's good? It's good and it's performance. It's an interesting thing, but you just obviously when it comes to selling shit, you need categories. But in the pure form of it all, it's just a sh- it's a fucking month long festival full of everything you want to see. If you want to see, I feel like when you guys went, they probably didn't respect American stand up style as much as they should have at all. Exactly. Now they do. Oh, now it's caught up over there. And we now sat. they realize how much work goes into it and how it's it, it is stand up. No one wants to admit it, but it is. It's a fucking theatrical form. Yeah. And it's just as diff- it's just as if not more difficult than theater, than dance, than all that shit. It's definitely, you know, it's 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 it, it, it skews you as a performer because yeah, it deserves its place up there. Yeah. And like I think now the fringe people respect that. Now they did not then. Then yeah, 16 years ago I could see how they We did. would watch we would watch this guy who'd sell 500 tickets in, yeah. a, in a larger venue and it was pun after pun after pun oh, yeah. and Patrice and I would just be looking at each other going this isn't not only is this not funny it's uh. so clever that it wouldn't like it's so like 
it's such a wink nod is the joke nah, that we're yeah. like it would just it would he would get murdered in New York, and we were straight yeah. straight stand ups. That's what we were doing straight stand up, yeah. and they just were like, huh. And Patrice was aggressive. Oh, God. I would fucking pay so much to see that. Oh, I cut was... off a limb to watch that, to go back and watch Patrice and then tell him, like, hey, man, duh, I don't know. I forgot what you die of, but just be careful. Yeah. <laughs> to go back in time. He, but, but, uh, but... I've only ever met Patrice once. I only ever had one interaction with the guy, and it was like a fucking amazing, yeah. awesome. What was it? He was headlining. It was a New Year. It was a 2009, I want to say. And it was a... Uh, Fucking! It was a fucking. Uh, it was a St. Patrick's Day show, and he was the headliner because O'Neill, right? And yeah. it was at this club called Comics in New York, which no longer. I know exists. Comics, yeah. And I walk back there, and as I walk back, I get into the green room, and it's Patrice bargaining with Jim Jeffries, asking him how much money it would take for him to quit stand up. That was the conversation I walked in on, where Patrice is just like, "How much? Seriously, a million? Someone gave you a million dollars right now. Would you quit? <laughs> Talking to Jeff. And like Jim Jeffries wasn't as big as he is now, but he was yeah. still like a known guy. And it just it was just fucking funny. Yeah. Like out of nowhere, I guess. But she's just like curious how much it would take for Jim Jeffries to quit doing stand up. <laughs> and then uh, I'm just nervous as hell. Like I'm not going to say a word. I'm fucking terrified, but also in awe. Of Patrice And then like The host goes on And I'm just watching Patrice You know how he was In green rooms Just like Fucking take anything Take anything Anyone said And turn it into A conversation piece And just yeah. Busting Not not But not busting balls In more of just like a Stroking the balls And kind of slapping you In the head kind of thing Is what I'd say he did Yeah You know Made you feel good But made you Kept you on your toes But if you remember Comics They They, they piped the uh, the show in on the monitor So you can also at any minute look up and hear What the comic on stage was saying And I don't remember who the host was But he, he was doing fine But Patrice was just sort of Oh this bit Oh that yeah. shit Oh I've heard this before Oh that's actually funny So I'm now like Jesus Christ Like terrified Because I'm about to go on Knowing Patrice is going to be Providing commentary for me But I went on Did my shit When I came back All he did was just look over And extend his hand and just give me that like handshake, finger point, snap combo. Yeah, you know, and then just gave me like a like a straight up like head nod, no words, nothing exchanged, just like a a yes head nod, and then stood up to go on stage. And it was just moment of like the one of the first times I was like, oh man, I can, all right, yeah, whoo, all right, I feel like that was a seal of approval. Yeah, you know, and I, it was fucking, I bragged about it. For yeah, like a week. Like, I, can oh, yeah see, I can see. I can like see Patrice set. liking you. I mean, the guy was a fucking master. But just then watching his set and watching how he could just like, like almost terrify and be and and, and like he would terrify an audience while also like blowing their minds. Like they were enjoying every second of a giant six foot seven, just giant of a man being like, "How long you two ugly motherfuckers been dating?" Yeah, and they would be like, "I don't know, man. Are we stupid though?" And it was just—it was brilliant. The guy was brilliant. So I would love to have watched him pull out the swords and slice through that very prim and proper British fringe crowd. He uh, like, what is he talking to us? Is he wait? Is he? Re oh, 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 oh! He's he's making eye contact. Don't, don't oh, don't! I watched him dismantle Eddie Izzard. Oh, God. Just fucking pick apart. 
Oh Jesus! And and Eddie and then Eddie Izzard did it to uh, did it to, did almost the exact same thing to this guy named Louis Schaefer, but uh, but yeah, Patrice was yeah. Once Patrice he gets was down. You just have to yeah. He was uh, I you know the probably the best part. I mean I I obviously I watched him perform that every night because we yeah. were on the same show, but the best part was uh, you know I was with him for twenty nine days like afternoons where we didn't oh, yeah. we, you know you sleep late and you wake up and you just sit. And watch TV together. Yeah, you go eat some fucking haggis. And you'd say something, delicious. and then he'd go, I'm going to fix you. Like, I remember, like, here are the, the three things I remember that uh, that trip that really stand out, aside from whatever stories I've written in my book about that trip. Um, I had said to him I'd never seen a Bruce Lee movie, yeah. and he was floored. And he was like, then you're... Because you, he knew I was a fan of hip-hop. No. He said, "You can't be a fan of hip hop if you never listen to watch a Bruce Lee movie." <laughs> Bruce Lee was such an integral part of the Black yeah. Experience, yeah. and so he went out and he got the Seven Stores of the Dragon, the Seven Floors of the Dragon, whatever. Enter uh, the Dragon. Oh, Enter the Dragon. Is, is that yeah. the where you got to go? You got to fight seven yeah, different yeah. people. Yeah. And so he got that, and we watched that, and he broke it down. He'd hit pause and explain things, yeah. and then uh, uh, he heard me listening to Jay Z and singing the wrong lyrics, and it fucking sent him through the roof. Ooh. And he then. Uh, hit. Ma- li- we listened to Jay Z, and he explained the lyrics to me. Yeah. He explained what brilliant writing is. He yeah. said, "You know, you can't you can't expect to be a great comic if you can't appreciate the. If you're singing the wrong lyrics in Jay Z, that means you're not paying attention to the words. Yeah. So how can you pay attention to your words? And the one phrase that stuck with me that he said, "You need to hear this." It was beep beep, and I'm picking him up. Let him play with the dick in the truck. Yeah. He goes, "Bro, you don't understand that." He's not getting out of his. It's a pimp move. He's not getting out of his car. Yeah. Beep beep, and I'm picking him up. I'll let them play with my dick in the truck. And yeah. he and I was like, that is a pretty fucking bad idea. He's like, no, 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 you're missing it. And he yeah. would just and obsess about it. And then the other thing is, he taught me how to make an omelet. He was uh. Ha! <laughs> it's all, oh, and then also eggs. <laughs> how to fold them over? Yeah. What, was, dude? Speaking of, like, it's funny because like the the you know I was 13, 14 when like the first Wu-Tang Clan 36 Chambers dropped and they were all massive you know kung fu movie yeah. like aficionados Method Man the more of a he says he's more into comic books but that dude he, there's a rhyme from Method Man that like sticks with me where it's uh he says got my hands on the 49311 with the rugged rhymes galore 49311 the fourth word of the alphabet is D the ninth is I the third is C the 11th is K. He just numerically spells out. He's been, got my hand on the dick. Yeah. But he just spells it out numerically oh, for the rhyme. I love. It's one of my gee, I love that. I love hip hop. I love when you get a great yeah. line in hip hop and you're like, fucking. Dude, yeah. I, I was a big fan of the Hot Boys. And the Hot Boys, dude. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. They're from New Orleans. Oh, yeah, dude. I got Chopper that City. first album. I saw them live. Here's the thing. I saw them live. I saw the Hot Boys live at Jazz Fest in 1998. They played at the Congo Square Congo Square so stage. Put, to put that in perspective, yeah. Yeah. that might be when Bling Bling came out. No, that was before. Before Bling Bling, Bling. it was before that was, Bling that was Bling. The Hot Boys, the Hot Boys, all yeah. like, and the Hot Boys were comprised of Juvenile, Young Turk, the BG, Lil Wayne, right? 
and by the way we yeah. may be the only bit like guys that can reference the hot boys right now yeah i feel like the hot boys were lost on america all people pulled out of the hot boys were yeah. uh were uh back that ass up and bling bling and i feel that, like that's and, all america and got that out was of that. Ma- yeah that was and that was ju- that was the thing that was juvenile and Lil wayne juvenile and Lil wayne were the ones who like excelled in careers and little Wayne. by the way little wayne was like 14 when this was going on i'm only 14 i'm a big time it's in the I, that's that's a, uh, that's, a, that's a damn good Lil Wayne impersonation. I'm a big timer. I thought I fell teen, but uh, Young Turk. I don't know what the fuck happened to Turk. BG, I will argue, was the most talented of the group. Yeah. Yet went the fucking way of the dodo. Like just got into drugs he, and got yeah. into crime real bad. They but were like, all into drugs. Wait, wait. BG, BG, did the, BG was the one that was addicted to heroin. Baby gangster. No, that was both of them. No, yeah. Lil Wayne was Scissorp or yeah. was uh, BG codeine. was addicted to heroin. He though he did something that I think is goofy but he did he did a rhyme once where it was he'd see he said the words the rhyme was you done took mine i'm gonna take yearn <laughs> this is what you earn chop a bullet's burn he so he, he he took yours and turned it into yearn and there was a fucking time in new orleans louisiana where yearn like hardcore gangster dudes would use the word yearn really it'd be like hey man that yearn if, like if you fucking had a beer or something sitting yeah. there, and if it was, hey, instead of saying is that yours, they'd be like, "Yo, man, is that yearn?" And you're like, "Oh, this guy, this guy loves the baby gangster because he's using oh. the word yearn Dude, instead of yours." I was working that yearn. With, I was working with Will Smith when the when, I was talking about hardcore gangster rappers too, right there, buddy. <laughs> Dude, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, why you do that? I try to be a tough dad, but you be making me laugh. <laughs> That's an actual Will Smith lyric in the song, just the two of us. I try to be a tough dad, but you be making me laugh. (laughs) Ah, 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 why you do that? (laughs) I was working with Will Smith. I had a TV show at the time, and I was staying at the Grafton on Sunset. And I walk in from a Dodgers game into the Grafton with a girl that I'm hooking up with. And as I walk in, outside smoking... Are BG, oh. Lil Wayne, Young Turk, and uh, and uh, not Young Turk. Is that the Young Turks? <laughs> I'm thinking of the fucking. And I mentioned no Young Turk. Yeah, I, think Young it was, Turk. I think he went by just Turk. Yeah, but, Turk and but, uh, and yeah. Lil Wayne, and yeah. and I and I fucking lose my shit. I go the fucking Hot Boys, and they're like, yeah, like. By the way, they're standing. Yeah, you're the just grafting. giant, burly, bearded white dude. They're I like, wasn't oh, even. Wow. I wasn't bearded at the time. I was, no. and I was like, I want you guys on my TV show. I have a uh, late night talk show. I want you guys on. Wow. And they're like, okay. They're like, uh, take this number and send it in. And so. I, I went to our publicist at the show. I said, I want the Hot Boys on. And they're like, no, that is not our brand. That's not what we're going for. And they wouldn't have them on. And I was like, you don't understand. They are the biggest, like, rap, like Juvie and Lil Wayne and BG at the time. A Turk, right. I think, was, you know, a little lost. But I was like, that's bling bling. Like, you've heard that back that ass up. That's who we're talking about. They and are- they just were like, no. What's interesting is, and if, and if anyone listening was at that Jazz Fest, I want to say it was 98. I could be wrong. It could be 97, actually. But the Hot Boys were performing stage in Congo Square. It was like a 3 p.m. show. I, and I, I remember first three tracks, they're just fucking killing it. They're doing great. And then somewhere mid-fourth track, the CD starts skipping. Now, they weren't lip-syncing. They were legit rapping, but they were rapping over just the CD playing. They just put in the CD. Right, right. And or, that's the beats. All the beats, and the are, beats there. are there. And the beats are there, yeah. And it started, and the CD started skipping, and they had to be like, whoa, 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 you know, fucking stop. And I remember- Back that ass up, guys. <laughs> but, but but I remember like, if, and if anyone was there, fact check me on this, if you if you were there and you remember this, but it was a thing of like, in order and to, to prove, like, Lil, I remember Lil Wayne going off on a freestyle right there just to prove like, hey, we weren't, 
Yeah. We were really legit rapping. And then the, they played the CD again. The show was great. But it was a moment of really? like, because I mean, you, that, that's how all, you realize that now, like that's how most hip hop shows work. They just play the CD. Yeah. Oftentimes there's a guy on turntables. He's not doing shit except for when he's got to actually scratch or not even that anymore with hip hop. Now it's changed so much with, you know, now you just see a laptop in the back, but all they're doing is just playing a track. It's not a CD anymore, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I think girl talk does that. I think that he just gets up there and hits play. Yeah. yeah, And then goes on. And that's what I'm playing guys. But it's all about the vocal and the performance, you know, but like the shit was, it was one of like them and outcast were outcast is the greatest live hip hop group I've ever seen. I've, I've never th- seen I've never seen Outkast live. Three times. Fucking Are you out- serious? Unreal live. Really? Oh, it's just so goddamn great live. I think when it's all said and done, or at, at a like right now, I think as of today, January what twenty thirtieth two thousand eighteen. Right now, I would argue that thus far, Outkast is the greatest hip hop group ever. I would. I could. I could. They're I, fucking. They reinvented themselves with every album. Yeah. Every album is a completely different, but it, but they still kept the core like of who they were, you know. Andre, they, they did, they did. I think, and I wonder. I I've, I've, I've overthought about this. Yeah, Big Boy might be my favorite rapper. His style of rapping is so soft and smooth. It has you can almost smell the black and mild. Like his like, last name's Patton, by the way. Is it really? Yeah, I can't remember his last first name at the point, but his last name's Patton. Um, not really, no relation, unfortunately. He, uh, <laughs> but Andre Three Thousand, I think, yeah. has been the the. His last name's Chrysler. Weird, no, no, <laughs> no, I don't know. Andre's last name, I don't know his last name, but it's uh, not Three Thousand. It's what is it? Andre, <laughs> Turns out it's not Three Thousand. It's. I would love it if you looked at his actual name and it was like, wait, actually, if you pronounce this, it's 3000. Yeah, it's like Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> it actually says C.K. What time is it? What time do you guys have to head out? Oh, it's 2.30. What wait, time? actually, would you care if I just shot off the pee real quick? No, I don't back? care at all. You can pee in the backyard. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'll just pee real quick. Okay. Andre Benjamin. Andre Benjamin. What, an Anto- is it Antonio Patton? Uh, I'll find out. Okay. How long have we been going so far? Hour 20? Is big... Oh, I wrote big bio, not big boy. I wonder where... My wife is babysitting for my sister right now. It's my sister's birthday. Mm -hmm. I wonder if I should go in and make sure that Priscilla is not attacking Sean. Antoine... Andre Patton. Uh, I don't know. She's 140 pounds. Yeah. Oh, 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 hey! What's up? How are your shoes? Good. Yeah? Where's your sister? Is she here? Okay. Did you guys get out early today? Where's mom? Party to see to watch the speech tonight. Wait, what speech happened tonight? The State of the Union. Oh yeah, I blocked that all that shit out. Of I'll tell you what, say this, say this, say this one for the on microphone. I'm glad 
I didn't. I'm, oh shit. I'm glad I didn't heed your advice and just whip it out and piss in the backyard because both your daughters are home. <laughs> just, <laughs> just inside, like hi. I just been out there, like oh hey. Just your dad told me to do this. <laughs> Did you use my wife in there? No, no. But I met your daughters. They seem super cool. They were smoking a dube. I said just you know. Yeah. Just, I I wonder. I think because yeah. it's so prevalent, I bet they'll stay away from it. Cause it's yeah, to so, them, yeah, it's just it's, it's not cool anymore. Yeah, I mean, even though you'd probably rather catch your daughter, you'd probably ultimately rather your daughter smoke weed than drink if they're going to choose. I would one rather or the other. them. Here's what I would rather. I would yeah. rather them go to college and I experience mean, it all. Well, I don't know. I think I think marijuana too young can fracture your psyche. I think like. I 19, 18, 18 They 17, say 18? 22. They say that's when you should. Your brain's done developing. 22? And that's what they say. I've just heard that on other people's podcasts. So, but for the most part, I, I would, I'd, I'd probably be cooler with them smoking pot. Although it would be cool if they could just be like the kind of kid that like, like most girls I knew yeah. that like had a couple drinks and got buzzed and passed out. But, but I, but I don't, yeah. I don't want any of that involved in their lives. I mean, if part of me goes... It would, it would break my heart if they needed to get high to throw a frisbee. Because right now they can throw a frisbee and laugh hysterically. Yeah. But yeah. then I, if I'm going to throw a frisbee with them, I definitely want to get you high. You also wonder, too, though, like, in, like you know, versus where you or I, the era we grew up in, versus now where, like, you know, generally dudes are a little more aware. Like, hey, don't fucking fondle some girls passed out. Uh, you we know, did I not grow up with that. Like, we had, we grew up around yeah. guys who were not fucking aware of that kind of shit at all. And There was a, there, I said this the other day on stage that, like, that, like, you know, Part of the dialogue should also be that, like, I didn't. I don't. There's a lot of things I did bad that I didn't know was bad. Like, I like taking your dick out at a party, like pulling your pants down at a party and running through the party naked. Like I, now I realize that's sexual assault. But like, but like, uh, I, like, yeah. Well, I, but the way you were doing it wasn't. I wasn't at doing anyone. it. I wasn't yeah. doing it maliciously. No. But the fact now that if you took your dick out anywhere. Mm-hmm. That is completely and totally inappropriate and sexual assault. It's also I'm 45. If I took my dick out now, I think people are like, oh, "I thought you were a grown up." Yeah, but like uh, I, I right. would, I would consist. I mean, I remember being at a we had a party with uh, with uh, 80 Pi at our fraternity house, and there was a huge slip and slide, and I was the first one to go down the slip and slide, and I did it naked. Yeah, and it was just, but that was like the time, I guess. But then I I slid, and there was a piece of glass in the. And it cut my ass, and I stood up, and blood was pouring out of my asshole, like out of my back of my ass, between my ass cheeks, right, like right where your tailbone is. Jesus. And, and no one used the slip and slide because I was also when AIDS was really big. Jesus. <laughs> I was like, we're all gonna get AIDS, dude. Yeah. Can you believe? Jesus. I just tell me if I'm wrong about this. Woody Allen is basically the AIDS monkey for the Me Too movement. <laughs> like I tweeted he, it today. Like he ushered it in. He is, you know, he is the reason. <laughs> yeah, it all started. It all, all of it, because yeah. you know, his son is the one who wrote the article on Harvey Weinstein. Woody Allen's son is the one who wrote the article on Harvey Weinstein. Woody Allen's son wrote it because Woody Allen's sister, or Dylan Farrow's sister, is it Dylan Farrow or is it Ronan Farrow's sister, Dylan Farrow, yeah. is the one who. Mia Farrow said Woody Allen sexually assaulted when she was seven. Right, okay. By the way, it's the only argument I've ever gotten into with Louis C.K. was uh, that I didn't like Woody Allen because I just saw him as a pedophile. This yeah. is, by the way, this is 2004 when I told him that. Yeah. He was like, he's one of the greatest directors, one of the greatest comics ever. And I was like, I don't know. I see a dude who fucked his kid. That's all I see. Yeah. And Louis was like, that's, wait, no, hang on. She was of age. And I was like, nah. I go, I, was, I mean, 
I hate that Louis in the in the conversation about this now because it make it sound like he was defending Louis Woody Allen, but he was a big. He was inspired by Woody Allen a lot. I mean, a lot of people are. Yeah, uh, I, like, but I, now people now, still are. They still work no, with them. No, you cannot. Well, dude, I mean, there was a big fight with Judd Apatow and and uh, and Diane. Diane Keaton today. On oh, was there? Yeah. But you know, was it Apatow going after Woody and yeah, Diane defending yeah. him? Yeah. What was that on? She was defending him. She was defending. Here, talking. No, that's what I'm saying. Sorry. Yeah. Um, she, Diane Keaton said, I think everyone should watch this. It's super complicated. Yeah. Because I, I mean, it's hard to even have this conversation nowadays because it's, we're in such a weird place in society. It is very fucked up that Woody Allen took nude pictures of his stepdaughter, Sunni. I and agree. It's, that's so fucked up. Yeah. And by the way, he was 57 when that happened. Oh, she, she was 19. He was 57 and married to Mia Farrow. And then that started the divorce. Yeah. But I think what happened was, if I'm not mistaken, I think society looked past what he did with, with Sunni. And I think that made Mia Farrow enraged. That, oh, sure. That she was like, hold on. This was my daughter. He 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 was her stepfather, and he fucked her. And by the way, it, it's still creepy as shit. After yeah. they moved in together or whatever, uh, he sent her to college like a child. She went to college. She went to college and lived to college, and then come back and would fuck him, and then go back to college and be like a kid. It was really fucking weird. But uh. and, but then the part of me goes: the only reason the accusations against Dylan Farrow came out was because of a custody battle and a divorce, and it and it and. That's what Diane Keaton was saying is like, you need to watch this 60 Minutes article right. because, you know, everyone's just, I mean, it was fun, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. it. When you listen to Woody Allen's side, you're, well, Allen's side, you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's fucking gross. But it's, ultimately, yeah. because of that one thing, that is really kind of the, the flagship driving force because... Dylan Farrow, no one believed Dylan Farrow, and this came out recently. No, still, no one still believed Dylan Farrow. She came out and said he molested me. No one still believed him. Jesus. And I think Ronan Farrow was like, "Fuck that, that's my sister." That I think Ronan Farrow believes it happens as well, yeah. and he was like, "I'm going after everyone." Woody Allen is the impetus of this Woody, Me Too thing. Now people that work with him yeah. are are forced to give their money that they got paid to the Times Up movement. Yeah, like you can't not do that anymore. Like, like you, you think he's? To, you think he'll ever direct another film? Uh, I what he's got to be eighty now, right? Yeah, he's super old. I yeah. don't think he will. I don't think he'll yeah. ever. And no one will work with him. I mean, but but people just work with him. You know what I mean? Like it was like that movie Kate Winslet was like just. Oh yeah, uh, what's her name? Um, was, was in a bunch of movies with him this year. I think yeah. is a movie came. Yeah, it's crazy because it's it's something that's happened. I mean, fuck, I mean Michael Jackson. It's a it's a cliche, <laughs> but it's like. Everyone knew and everyone turned to, that's I think that's what the whole movement's about is like, hey, if we all fucking know something, let's start acknowledging it and not letting someone's but, talent. Okay, so then where, where do we draw the line with that? Because like, cause like I know some shit about some guys. Am uh, I supposed yeah. to call them out? Do, am I supposed to am I supposed to Do you to, feel you call them do you feel they do it again? I don't know. But like yeah. I know I know I know some stuff about guys yeah. uh that is it's all it's all it's hearsay i mean it's it's third hand it's i'm not the woman nor no. am i 
the, nor am I an investigative journalist. Right, right. I'm just a guy who heard some shit. So where where's my responsibility lie? I feel like that. I mean, that's that. This is where it gets tricky. That's on you. I mean, like, if you feel it's some shit that this, I would say. I don't know what you know, but if I was in your position, I would say if you think it was some shit that they would do again, and you think it's some creepy shit that they're capable of, like, oh, if somebody doesn't say something, they may know. do this a game. Yeah, I know, but but it's not like the. But God. then also, no, get the facts. Yeah, like I don't have get any of the, the facts. facts. I don't have any facts. Get and the here's facts. the other thing, you know, this is what's yeah. crazy, and well, I'm gonna, we'll get off this subject. I feel like I've harped on this subject this month, but like, you know what I've noticed? Hmm. Women. Everyone goes, oh, women lie about this. Women lie about that. Women have so much to gain. That's not, I don't notice that at all. You know what's happening? Huh. Guys are talking shit about other guys behind their backs going, you know he's a rapist, right? And, you're, and part of you is like, hold on. Is he a rapist or is he a more successful comic than you and you're trying to take him down? Because like, I heard yeah. someone say something about another comic and I was, like, I was like, I have no reason to believe that guy rapes. But I do believe that you don't like him because he sells more tickets than you. And, and there's jealousy in that. And it's a quick lob that a guy doesn't mind throwing up. I don't know, man. Watch that guy. Yeah. Like, it's a quick lob. There's no real accusation. You're not saying, I don't know. I don't know. That's what I heard. And you're well, like, and I, I, I'm part of me is like, fucking, they say someone really big is going down. Oh, really? They say someone really big is going down. And that's why there's been a lull that someone really big is going down. I mean, it's like, fuck who though? Like you think about, cause you think about like someone really big, you're like, Bigger than Bill Cosby, you know? Bigger. Yeah, yeah, right. And that's like, how much bigger? How much bigger does it get? Like, is it? If we're talking about Trump, he's doing stand up awesome. again. I saw that. Philly, would you, would you go see him? I I would be interested to see what he had to say. <laughs> I'm, I definitely. I'd have to. I, it's like I I go see, yeah if if <laughs> like I, like well that's the thing I don't I don't I'm not gonna not be human about this like if Bill if fucking Bill Cosby was on stage in the belly room I'd fucking walk right up there to go see. I like yeah. I I have to hear what the guy was fucking talking about. Hundred percent. Just to know what his where his head's at. Dude, with Louis Nick special. I'll buy it the second he posts about it. It's like yeah, you don't want to like there. There is nothing to be learned by completely ostracizing a person and not yeah. getting inside their fucking head, man. You got to like learn from like where are they now? What are they thinking now? Are they remorseful? Are they what are they fucking talking about? Yeah. You know, like what? Where are they? And like no, it's just a monster. It's not gonna rub off on you. It's yeah. not contagious. Go fucking experience it. And what about what yeah. about redemption? I mean, like, why? I mean, I, you know, the charges against Louis were 15 years old, I think. And that's when it happened 15 years ago. No. I, like, I, I think it would be a different story if you're like, it happened a week ago. Then you're like, wow, he's an animal today. Yeah, but yeah. you're like, he's going through it. Before. I mean, I'm not defending Louis. I, obviously, I, I would. I like Louis. I've always yeah. liked Louis. He's very been always very sweet to me. Sure. But like. Like what about redemption? You let people go to jail for murder and then come out and we go. You know what? He's like, he's mm. he's figured it out. He's he's right at his boat. You know, like yeah. Because I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's a tricky thing because you hear about some of the shit he did and you're like, God, that's fucking terrible. But then like I know, and I'm not gonna, I won't say names because it's like it's it's there. But I know comedians who are female who've worked with him who've been like, uh, nothing like that. Yeah. You know, so it's like maybe he. I know from, female comedians. It, now that doesn't excuse what he did. Yeah. But it's also like. It, it's to your point like redemption like when is it applied when is it there and it's a it's a fucking it's not even a slope it's a it's a double if it's a slope it's a black it's a double black diamond and that's a tough slope you know very that's bringing it back to our ski talk yeah but i just don't i just want some goddamn credit 
for fucking the callback here. We're bringing this it. full circle. <laughs> if it's a slippery slope, it's a double black diamond, and that's a, only the most professional skiers can get down those slopes. And that's what we all need to be as a society. We need to get better at skiing, dude, <laughs> or boarding, so only, we can maneuver these slopes. The only time I've ever uh, gone on a double black diamond was in the Aspen. Oh, I thought you were about to reverse metaphor this. It was like the time I roofied myself. Yeah. <laughs> there was a period in college where I thought I was getting sexually assaulted. And I was like, I was like, I would wake up and my pants were always at my ankles. And I was like, hold on. I was, I was like, what is going on? Like, I go, is someone coming into my room at night? Because, like, I would wake up and my pants would be my ankles. At, like, for this was like a, 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 over the period of a month. And I was like, every time it happened. And then one night. It, I I woke up in the middle of me doing it. What was happening was I was trying to get out of my pants, but my shoes were on, and so that's why. And so I'd always get down to my shoes and then just go back to sleep. And so I was like, "Oh, I was assaulting myself." Dude, you know how many times I would wake up in college with like same thing, pants around ankles, uh, open porn magazine, oh. can of Pam. Guy clearly falling asleep, whacking it. Uh, dude. Yeah. This is why So many times But by the way Yes Pam I used Pam You used Pam? That was me as a drunk Fucking 20 year old Was like Just psh, one spray You're lubed up There's so many fucking times you Might have just opened Pandora's box where, for me Where my Where my My My, my I, I've had numerous roommates Have to be like Hey dude Is the fucking Pam In your bedroom? <laughs> Uh, hey, All right, hey, we're gonna. Hey, we're, is the cooking spray in your bedroom? Like, sorry, sorry, yeah. Are we doing secret time right now? <laughs> Aren't we all? One time, Please? one time, I uh, saw on HBO was a sex therapist, and she was saying you could masturbate with anything. And one of the things she said was something I used one time in a in in a in a pinch. Uh, wanted to jerk off. Wanted something. Opened the refrigerator and found what she had brought up, which was mayonnaise. <laughs> Oh, dude. I mean, it's natural. It's all natural. I jacked you know? off and then was like, I am fucking starving. It smells so good. You know, the whole time you're like, I got to get a fucking burger. I'm like, I want some fries. Some guys try to suck their own dick. I tried to eat mine. I tried to eat my own dick. <laughs> eat oh, it. I have, oh, I can't believe that's the only time I've had uh, that I was like I was out of, and I've I've used olive oil in the past. Never Pam. I don't know. I've the processing Quick spray. of it. Psh, Quick I gotta spray. try it. Mom, I mean, I remember when I lived at home. My mom went up in my room and she's like, "Why was why'd you why is that why'd you bring the cooking spray into your room?" And I blamed <laughs> it on my like desk chair. I was like, "Oh, it was squeaking." <laughs> when it, so I just lubed it up, oh. and she gave me this look of like, "That's a good answer." Uh, I know it's not why, but it will suffice kind yeah. of thing. Okay. I, and it was like, but I don't think she even ever thought masturbating. I think she thought maybe I was fucking snorting, like huffing yeah. Pam or something, oh, which has huff? no, no, there's no. You can huff Glade. I did that. You can? A lot. I did that a lot growing up. You huffed Glade? Yeah. Oh yeah. You grew up in Florida. Yeah. You'd wrap a towel around. <laughs> Where it. huffing was invented. You'd put a towel around your hand <laughs> and then you'd hit it and you'd inhale. And it was like a fucking whip it on steroids. The three things I... By the way, don't do that. No one do that. that I just said that. I don't... It's... I I regret it. I lay in bed sometimes thinking, what did I do to my brain? Yeah. Like, what did I do where I was just... And I did it a lot. I think the three things invented in Tampa, Florida were huffing, butt chugging, and special K, not the cereal. Uh, Anal chugs were a legit fucking thing we did in college. 
guy would go for those of you who don't know how to do an anal chug i think i i posted a video of it one time online yeah but uh you'd get up against a wall handstand dick facing the wall totally naked handstand yeah. dick facing the wall so face facing the wall like you're in crossfit dick facing the wall and then a uh, cup big cup paste placed on the small of his back beer in the asshole and it would run out of his asshole into off the small of his back into the cup and you had to do an anal chug yeah dude. that was fucking and it works once again don't do it another thing i regret <laughs> <laughs> no fucking it's the dirtiest thing you could fucking do oh yeah that's yeah. how you prove your brother that's <laughs> <laughs> how you prove you got what it takes god oh man i really like this boot camp idea can you sell this well, your dad's a fuck. We could just you just ask him. Yeah, I I'm I'll, I'll I think I could. It would be nice. Three weeks. I could use a mini boot camp. Three weeks. We all get in great shape. Yeah, and then we do we do the show, and then we do a special where where it's us talking about it's it it, it would be. F- First of all, it would be, you'd have all these great personalities doing Ow. the OTFs to camera. Yeah, throughout the entire thing, you'd have funny stories. Throughout it, it would be fucking great. I'm gonna spearhead this. I love the I'm gonna idea. Get it sold. I'm gonna get it sold. Well, I love the idea of also the military version, the militarized versions of all of our personalities. Yeah, like all of a sudden we're all just really fucking like, like you're not you're not drinking anymore, and you're just real adamant about you love making beds. Yeah, you love you love peeling potatoes. Oh, hey, I'll shine your shoes yeah. for you. I'm really into shining shoes. You're fucking you just get yourselves arrested. It's way easier. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no, I don't think I could do prison. Yeah. I don't, although that's the second Similar season. Concept. Second season. Just think we, go to, we go to jail. Fourth, third season, medical school. Oh, <laughs> I like this. Yeah. By the way, this is yeah. a very sellable idea. It is. It's a rota- is it the same cast? Same cast. Same cast? Same right. cast. We yeah. named them. Yeah. There'll be people fighting to get in on it. We'll do but it. I think we should go with what our gut instinct was. Yeah. And just see how many seasons of shit we don't want to do but know would be good for us. It would Is be that, great for us. You know? Yeah. One, eight, uh, season four, the Peace Corps. Oh. Right? And it, season five, the homosexual season. We're like, not each other, but we all have to like date another date, guy. Date dudes and suck their dicks. Yeah, just really... Just keep going. We just keep. Yeah. We we know these things will be good. Uh, good job. Basically, what we're doing yeah. is we're remaking shitty movies. Uh, season five, we all get pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, kindergarten uh, cop or whatnot. Yeah. Kindergarten cop. What's the one where Arnold Schwarzenegger got pregnant? It's not. I thought it was kindergarten um, cop too. No. <laughs> no, it's the it's the Danny DeVito. Dave. Yeah. yeah. Uh, season five, we go undercover. Yeah. We become <laughs> cops. Uh, season eight. Uh, I'm, I'm jumping real. Oh, space! Ooh. By the time we get by the to way, by the eight, way, I know two brothers the moon. that have uh, that have access to the first um, citizen space launch, and are tr- and ha- that had reached out to me. What shout out to the Duffies? The uh, about going to space. They have a they have access to shoot the first space launch. How great would it be? The fucking ten of us go to space. I think you have to go through some serious psychological evaluation too. Nah, I think you do to go to space. I think you do. Yeah, I think you do. Oh, well, yeah. just, well that's government funded programs, but privately you can just do. I mean, I would. I think. Want. Okay, let me rephrase that. I think I would want to go through yeah. some serious. <laughs> I, I definitely just wouldn't to mind, know if I can mind, handle yeah, anti gravity reality. I, I would like to watch some people go through it. Make sure that everyone we're with go through it. Because that's just like. Oh, like. Uh, um, Who's Armageddon? Is there like an yeah. exec we can just call at Comedy Central? Uh, by the way, none of us are comics that Comedy Central would ever fucking yeah, use. Try call Showtime, maybe. 
Nah, we just put it online. Yeah, ATC will do it. Can we see what Yahoo, Yahoo.com? Well, they. <laughs> yeah, we. I bet Netflix would do it. I'm, I'm, Hulu, Amazon. I mean, gonna, all I I'm know gonna, is I'm gonna make a the, phone call. the idea of going to space. This is why it fucks with my head. Is because now you've been to space. Now you've left the planet. So now you have this constant knowledge from memory that there is more to life than what we experience on this earth. If you got the offer to go to space, would I do it? Yeah, absolutely. Knowing but, the risks. Knowing the risks. But Samantha's just nope. telling me, nope, as your, as your manager, I'm Why not going to allow this. Why are you saying no? I'm saying he's not allowed. No. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> but, but I mean. You I, realize what a, what a you'd, you'd be the only one with that bit. I, I went mean, to space last bit. month. Yeah. <laughs> so I just got back from space. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> <laughs> from, the, from the realization that we're all one energetic uh, field. Just from connect. lack of my muscular <laughs> development <laughs> yeah. while I was in space. They're Boy, tired of shit. Boy, are my arms tired from opening all the goddamn things of ice cream. The frozen, the <laughs> dehydrated ice cream. Uh, Dippin' Dots? No, they give you like, the, you yeah, never had space, space food? food? Uh-uh. Yeah, they give you the space food. It's like it's, a, just it's, it's like eating a sponge. For real? Yeah. yeah. My arm's tired from the atrophy, from being in zero gravity for so long. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen, uh, what was the movie where the, uh, Samantha, not Samantha B. Ah! My, my brain is fucking Sandra. Sandra Bullock? Sandra Bullock, I love yeah. the idea of <laughs> gravity <laughs> with Samantha B. Yeah. Where she's just fucking, sh- oh, that'd be fucking great. That's uh, a great movie. Yeah, I enjoyed that movie. I'm telling you, I'm gonna sell it. I'm gonna call my agent. I'm gonna text my agents now. I would go to space, and come back. Just we we start with boot camp. All right, well, yeah, we build that up the season. Start now. with boot camp. I right, start boot camp. Start with boot camp. Yeah, and we've got a we've got a do we've got to do like it's stripes. It's basically what we're making stripes, but, but just in different yeah. more stripes. We've we're got going a, for bigger we've all stripes. Got pass, and that's the thing as a team. Here's the, you ready for the real gig? Yeah. Okay. Favored nations. Three weeks. Each of us get, uh, let's see, what, what are we, let's, let's say each of us get $100,000, but we only get the $100,000 if we all do it. If we all pass boot camp. Yeah, motherfucker. Right? You know what we do? And that's but, when Big wait, J comes in. You real know what we handy. do? This is where we got to do it. Uh, because. What if, excuse me, by the way, Jesus Christ, I realized I just straight up fucking. Right in someone's ear. Jesus, I just, pardon me. I just straight up fucking like, truck driver belched. There's, everyone isn't listening in headsets and you just burped. Like, it's almost as if you leaned into their ear and burped. Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost like the guy that the, like, the sneaks up behind you and just right in your ear. Apologize for I that. I wonder one. how many people just went, hey. Jesus Christ. But if, if, if anyone just swerved off the road, I'm really sorry. Uh, take a picture of the fender bender, send it to Bert. Yeah. <laughs> we'll raise money to pay for it through this project. So wait, what were you going to say? Movies. Instead it? of series, we just do docu films. Each one's a documentary. Yeah, I could do that too. Because that'd be easier to sell. I, we're talking about specifics now. Yeah, we, I guess. We, uh, yeah, documentaries. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, why, then why are the to, good documentaries all got to be real? Why can't we make our documentary a fucking fun documentary? Yeah, and we fun do documentary. Eight of them, yeah, you know. Because then we don't have to do this shit for twenty eight weeks. You know, it's like three weeks. Film it three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Cut it into a two hour documentary. It's like Jackass. We but, can go to goddamn Sundance with this shit. That would be fun as fuck. Or South by Southwest, at least. Maybe, all right, maybe Telluride? No, I'm just like going through all the film fests. I think we've got the best comics for it. Dude, that'd be fun. Pitch it. Let's do and it. Especially if we could do drugs and alcohol there. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's part of the gig is, you know, we'll, we'll sneak in a vape pen. We'll sneak in a bottle of Just whiskey. one vape and pen. And then when they find the whiskey on us, like we're all grownups. Like and when they find it, he's like, he's like, Chrysler, is that ice cream on your uniform? I was like, oh, sorry, yes, sir. Drop and give me two. <laughs> two. Oh. Just give me two. <laughs> Fuck. Do you realize... Oh, how great! That would be so fucking fun. I, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna send an email today. Do it. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. And it's, so are the other ten. I people, think. I, I think. What? Yeah. What do we name? We got Bargatze list. Norman, me, you, Ari, Tommy, Big J, Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes. <laughs> Can I get Pete to commit? Uh, and then wait, there was one more, but I can't remember. Guy Branham. <laughs> That'd be fun. Let's bring Guy on. See what happens. I'm gonna Byron do it. Ooh. Oh, yeah, we need a black guy. What the oh, yeah, fuck Jesus kind of Christ. TV are we making? 1997 yeah. TV? On shows the other night you were talking about. Yeah, Byron would do it. It's funny that, like, yeah. the Baja and, like, Iron Maiden t-shirts are, like, you see a lot of, like, young black guys walking around wearing that. And I'm like, you listen to Iron Maiden? or Dude, I remember the first time I saw black guys skateboarding, and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, shut up. Like, now we're really moving forward with change. <laughs> A Misfits t-shirt at the store the other night And I was like you like the Misfits and he goes no I like the Sequins because it was like sequins yeah. <laughs> Byron's a really interesting dude You ever hear his story did he do Did he do? Uh, this is not happening this year this last I don't year? think so you, don't you were there For all I don't of remember he, I don't did, think he, did. he did a, he told a story about um, His dad being addicted to drugs That Jesus. was fucking Mind blowing Like my and I was like Whoa I think that was his story Yeah I'm almost certain it was either his or Chris Red. Yeah, yeah. Chris Red's really talented too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That that's it, it's kind of interesting how uh, what that what that show brings out of people. It's fucking. It's, oh, it's, it's, changed, it's changed the way I do stand up. Yeah, yeah, it brings it. But people, it's like some people who you think are like never comfortable talking about personal shit, and they get that opportunity, and you're like, yeah, man. That's what's up. That's yeah. like, yeah. It's a, a telling the machine story on Rogan changed the way I did stand up forever because I did that. And then once I did that, I started working on that story. And then once I worked on the story and got it good, I went, oh, I could do a story quicker now. I could figure out a, the, huh? I could figure out the way to a story a little quicker. And then doing that show, I just started naturally like, like going like, oh shit, I got, th-. and it was like, they were all coming out of me. And then we didn't do the last season because they fired Ari and Tom and I were like, well, the only reason we're doing it is for Ari. Yeah. We'd rather have these stories for our, our specials. And yeah. so uh, I didn't do it last semester, but the, my closing story is the one I was going to do for this is not happening. Well, I mean, I, I yeah, I just learned that the, my story for this past season isn't coming out until 2019. Why? Because they, that's what Comedy Central is doing. They just, they split it up into two episodes, two, two, two halves. Seasons? So I so I've got another year where it's like maybe I'll do the story again, yeah. maybe it'll be a different uh, who knows, uh, but but either way, uh, I'm down. To okay. Do, to do this show. Well, we should probably wrap this up. We should I'm probably go wrap this up. This kids yeah, I was about to say I, this has been in my head the whole time. Like his daughters are just in there running around. Oh, they're doing homework. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's not what I saw. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I saw weapons. So, so you're going back to when do you go back to New York? Go back to New York on Saturday. What tour do you? What are you? What are you doing on the road? Anything coming up? Uh, yeah, yeah. If you go, can I? If my website, me Sean dot com, m e Sean Patton dot com. Uh, By the way, you sound like a wide receiver with that me Sean Patton. Me Sean Patton. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Me Sean Patton. <laughs> oh, I love that. Me Sean Patton. That's Antoine Andre Patton's yeah, yeah. son. There it is. 
But yeah, no, I, 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 February. I'm all, I mean, if you're, when does this come out? Uh, I think I'm going to release it today. Oh, well, then if it's today, February 1st at the Irvine Improv, I'm okay. doing it just one night headlining show. Nice. So that's Thursday. Yeah, today's Tuesday, so it's, that's Thursday. If you hear that, then come check that out. But yeah, I'm I'm all over in February and beyond. And then you, are you you're back in New York? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be spending time out here, but I'm on the road a lot. And then yeah, my headquarters is New York. Do you have an end date to this drinking thing? Don't I don't I don't know I don't I haven't put a stamp on it's it. It's hard to start drinking again. That's the hardest thing to do. Once you've stopped drinking for a little oh, yeah, while, it's, it's really hard to start up again. Yeah, I mean, from what I've heard, I mean, there's people who go to these AA meetings and are just like, man, it's, I know I should start drinking again, but I just don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, maybe <laughs> I'm wrong about that. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, it's hard to start, I should rephrase that. <laughs> They're like, no, I have a hard, I have an easy time starting up again. Uh, the hard part's quitting. <laughs> right no. now, there's a guy in a 7-Eleven sweating bullets with a fucking, the like a, a beer cooler door open, <laughs> just trying to talk himself out of picking up a, a fucking really Miller High hard, Life. I have a really hard time starting up again. It's once I stop. Write a book on even, this for even like three days. Yeah. That first drink, it makes me depressed. I go like, oh, uh, no. I shouldn't be doing this. I felt so good. Like, and then, but then this past week, I was really good because I didn't drink all week. And then I went on the road, didn't drink on the flight, uh, got to the club and got high and then had uh, one drink, like a single vodka on the rocks. And then woke up the next day and went snowboarding. I went, oh, that's how you should be doing it. Yeah. yeah. Allow yourself to have a drink and loosen up. And just get ready to go to bed. Yeah. And then the next night, same, same. And then and then the last night, I got fucking... Bottle of vodka on the rocks. It's a little aggressive. Uh, that happens. That happens. One but... show Sunday. What the fuck? Yeah. You know, fucking... You're not going to... You're going to take away... You're, I'm only going to do one show. Well, that means I've got another 45 minutes to spare. Yeah. That I'm not doing on stage. I might as well get shit-faced. I was, I, I, my problem was I started drinking during the machine story. And then the machine story lasted 44 minutes. So... Jesus Christ! That just kept meandering into other bits, and uh, and, and then just, that, yeah, and then you're like, oh, that's a good idea. Let me do that, and then uh, and then oh. you're like, hey, that was 44 minutes, and the audience is like, that was two and a half hours of, it we're was, we're fucking wasted. It was an hour and 44 minutes of a show, and they yeah. were like, <laughs> and the air con air conditioning turns off at a certain time, and everyone's like. <sighs> Air, air con? What are air you con. fucking? Are you are, are you British? Have air you been con. lying you this whole time? You call it air con? We call it air con. Yeah, in the UK. Yeah. Oh, for real? Air, air con. Oh, for real? Yeah. Someone, oh. uh, someone turn up the air con, please. Air con the American zone. one is AC. That's AC. Yeah, AC. AC. Yeah. AC. Then, how do you say what, how do you say the words C E M E N T? Cement. Cement. Why? What, why? Cement. 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 Oh, cement. Cement. Are you? Have you been British this whole time, Bert? <laughs> we're just now. Bert's a fucking goddamn concrete. MI6 agent. Concrete. How do you say MI6. concrete? Concrete. 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 Wait, what's another? Con- concrete. 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 You don't call it concrete. I don't. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sean, I'm so glad you did this. Thank man. you, man. Thank I've been wanting to podcast with you for awesome. a long time. Yeah. I fucking love you. Let's do it again. And keep up the not drinking thing, man. It was one of the we'll funnest see. months I've ever had. Yeah. Not boozing. And then when you start up again, let me know because I want to get drunk with you. Absolutely. And then we're definitely going to do this fucking strike pilot. Then we pilot. do this strike pilot. All right. Deal. All right. Awesome, Deal. brother. Thank you. Oh, man. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.